Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. And we are back. I'm the famous Mr. E. Um, I'm still just first season J. First season J. When we start second season, you will have a specific name. Nickname. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by then. And welcome to installment number six of the Mothman. Is this six or eight or 12? or? I think this is installment six. Okay. I don't know how the episodes are going to come out or anything like that yet because we're not done <laughs> recording them. But we have six pieces of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, well, this will be number six. <laughs> yes, I think yes, we'll yes. end with six or seven. We'll see how long this goes. So, just to recap, we've covered because this is the next day for us recording. True, we've recovered general history of of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yep, we did the Scarberries and Mallets report. Check. We did other famous sightings. Check. Uh, then we did little known sightings. Mm-hmm. Then we did almost unheard sightings. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the three spots. Then we did the bridge. Yep. And then last episode, we did a bunch of the woo. The woo and injured cold. uh, Poltergeist, UFOs, injured cold, men in black. Men in black, yep. And now we're getting into, well, just, I guess, more about Mothman. Yeah. So we ended last episode, I don't know if you remember, because it was yesterday, on a very somber note. Yes. Yeah, we were talking about the realities of the world. It 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 just was so weird of how it happened at this point. But now we're going to get into a lot more lighthearted stuff. So we're going to talk about where did the Mothman go after Point Pleasant? Hmm, interesting. Do you know? Kind of. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> the Mothman traveled a little north and then way west and went and started inhabiting the Great Lakes. Specifically, like from 2017 to this year. So very, oh, to still this year or? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Okay. So we're going to skim over this section a little bit we're not going to go into super detail but just just we'll go into it yeah we're going to get into it but america's scary land our good buddies nick and they, jake yep nick and jake they just did an episode on uh great lakes mothman great lakes mothman thank you you're welcome it's we're still waking up i know um <laughs> but yeah so they just did the episode on that uh so go over there and listen to that we're i got a couple encounters that i don't think they Put so I'm trying not to Ooh. do the the same ones. Okay, but yeah. So between 2017 and 2019, have produced more Mothman type sightings than any other time since the infamous Mothman incidents of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, that occurred in the late 1960s. Sightings began around the Great Lakes, Michigan shoreline, and around Chicago. 
The latest area where the winged man-like creature has been sighted is, interestingly, the, the bee line between the Lake Michigan and the Ohio River Valley and in East Central India. So Indiana. So it's like this big line that goes right to... Bum, bum, bum. To what? Bum, 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 just a guess. Oh, Point Pleasant? From to, from to where? To Chicago is what it sounds like. Yeah, specifically where? Um, Lake Michigan. Specifically. Um, O'Hare Airport. Oh, O'Hare International Airport? Mm-hmm. Been there before. Have you? Yeah, I have. Uh, that's where I got sick. What do you mean sick? When I got my worms. You got worms? <laughs> yeah, remember when I had all the lung worms, I had to take the horse medicine Oh, board. that's right. I got sick there. Horse medicine? What are you mm-hmm. talking about? That don't work. Oh, for worms it does. Oh, okay. It's a horse dewormer. Well, Just don't take the horse dose. Right, yeah, I know. You know that was, I'm assuming we're talking about the same medicine, right? The one that shall not be named? Yeah, you shouldn't say it because of the other stuff, which I didn't know about when I took it. Yeah. I didn't know that people were claiming anything else with it. I just, my doctor said that it's the same mm-hmm. stuff I was going to buy mm-hmm. for deworming you a also, human. It, it's the dewormer for mammals. Yeah, exactly. It was a uh, patented uh, award, Nobel winning prize. Was it Nobel prize or was it, it was award winning. Pr- mm, I can't remember the guy that came up with it, won like a Nobel prize or something for that medicine for humans. And then it was tested and then it was used for animals after the fact. I was going to say, yeah, it's widely used in like Vietnam and stuff like that. Cause that's mm. where the worms I got were from. Oh, geez. You yeah. got a Vietnamese worm? And a lung worm. Oh, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Eat my lungs. <laughs> they tried. I won. But yeah, I've been there. I've been to O'Hare. <laughs> they tried. I won. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been to O'Hare a couple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit more about O'Hare specifically after this. Okay. Of why maybe. Why is the Mothman hanging around here? Mm. I had a friend tell me a story, a weird story once about that place. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Woo. <laughs> yep. Man. I can feel the headache. He's a wild and crazy guy. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about an incident that was uh, recounted, uh, reportedly took place on Thursday, August 8th, 2019 at approximately 6 p.m. Mm, okay. I was actually in Chicago on this date. No way. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I might have been in O'Hare area at this date doing surveys. Did you plant this, whatever happened? No, just but so I, I got stories it? about Chicago and stuff like that with O'Hare. Okay. And the Moth Band. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so according to the man's report, I had flown into O'Hare the previous day and had stayed in a hotel for the night. I was due to fly out at 10 p.m. to the U.K. I was taking the airport shuttle to- or t- towards the terminal, and I looked up out the window. I saw a large human with enormous wings and glowing red eyes perched on the- up on the rail, looking straight at me. The, be- or, sorry. the being appeared to be squatting down on the rail but it had its wings completely open and moved them very slowly as it started to or stared at the shuttle bus and as we drove by i knew it was watching me and its head swiveled and followed the shuttle as we passed its eyes locked on me the entire time i was startled and i admit it i was very very frightened not only by this encounter but by the absolute boldness of the thing it did not move it did not attempt to hide itself when we approached Knowing that it could eat, it could be clearly seen. Sorry, turning the page. We passed the outside lane and we went to the closest approximate, or close, the closest we got approximately was 15 feet away from where it was perched. It never once flinched or attempted to hide itself. It just stayed there perched as we passed. When, when we passed, I attempted to look back to see if it was still perched there. I, I saw nothing, and I can only assume that it must have flown off when we passed. 
Hmm. Interesting. And he goes on a little bit more. Basically, he says uh, he actually got to meet the pilot and talk to the pilot. And the pilot had seen it several times. Oh, wow. Okay. And a lot of the staff at the O'Hare kind of have the same consensus. They've seen it. Yeah. And it just happens to be there. It got kind of... They're not bored with it like we were talking about with Point Pleasant and UFOs. Yeah. But it's becoming a staple where they're like, oh, it's not doing anything. It's just there. So it's, it's more like a straight animal now than a, than a danger. Okay. Because it's been there for years at this point, a couple years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, his story is really long, but basically he goes on to just, uh, sorry. Yeah. He goes on to talk about just, he kept talking to people. Now he got really interested in it and was talking to everybody at the bar about it. Mm -hmm. And he just found more and more people were seeing it Mm -hmm. and it's been seen all over the Great Lakes region, but there's something drawing it to O'Hare International Airport. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or else, I mean, why else would it be that just hanging Mm -hmm. out there, you know? So, yeah, that's all I got for, because like I said, if you want more sightings, Nick and Jake do a great job of covering them. On Go Ameri- over to their show. America's Scary Land. America's Scary Land. America's Dairy Land. They have less mounds in Ohio. That's true. And less, uh, they're less significant as well. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad at them. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so why is O'Hare important? Why is it significant? Why is the Mothman now hanging out? Well, it's a lot different than Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant was like a small town, you know? Yeah, I. so there's a lot of differences in Point Pleasant, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities. Okay, so I'm guessing there could be like some sort of power plant maybe there that's similar yeah. to O'Hare. And there's a high... To Point Pleasant. Yes, there is. There's, a, there's several power producing facilities. Okay, there's access, There's water. Government uh, Government personnel there. There's a big Chicago... There's a river that runs yep. through Chicago. I mean, there's Ohio like six. River. There's like six rivers in Chicago. Okay. Big rivers. So we got water source. Mm-hmm. A hydron collider. Wow, <laughs> allegedly. Oh no, it's there. How do you know? Uh, you can look on the map and see it. Oh, okay. It really? says hydron collider on it. No way. It yeah, really does. It's whatever gravitational anomaly labs or something like that. No way. Mm-hmm. So that's like documented. Yeah, you can see it from the road. Wow. So we got a hydron collider here. It's, it can't be the one as big as there is over in No, it's Europe. not It's not that big. So it's just a smaller version? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them in the U.S. that are smaller. Hmm. Well, that's strange. Or a whole bunch of them. There's probably a dozen. Wow. I still don't know what they're used for. Accelerating but, particles. Yeah, to do what? Well, it's, you know, depends on what's testing. I know some of them are using them to, like, test new energy sources. Yeah. With, like, free radicals and stuff that are coming off the particles when they hit super speeds. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know what that means after that. I can recite it. Me, exactly. Or uh, I've also heard like, oh, they're slamming together to see what happened to see how the Big Bang formed. There's, uh, I think that's what the big one's used for. And But even then, they okay. Got a, so last year, they got a particle in the one in Europe to go faster than the speed of light. Hmm. And they still haven't explained it. They've done it twice on accident. Hmm. So they're thinking Quant- that it's teleporting. Quantum entanglement. They're thinking that it's teleporting. Mm-hmm. That's actually not, because as far as we know, that's the end all speed. Right, speed of light. So to be faster, it's just because you're skipping space, not going through it. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like a wormhole. Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're 
you're just moving the endpoints to closer. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not going faster than the speed of light, but you're still getting there quicker than light going the full distance can go. Right, you're skipping the distance. Yeah, and they've done it twice on accident, and they still don't know why. It's like what causes it or nothing like that. Hmm, interesting. So we got, I don't know, we don't know if anything like that was at Point Pleasant underneath anything. Don't, I mean, don't say nothing. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, don't say nothing. But I mean, if that's a similarity, there's... Definitely, we can at least say there was high energy experimentation. I don't think that's what the Mothman's are for. I just brought it up because I like talking about it. But um, I think, well, so I'll tell you from personal experiment experience, I can talk about this. O'Hare International Airport has signal jamming radar. Okay. Your cell phones don't work by them. We only knew about it because our GPSs didn't work, and that's how we used to find our sites. Ah, okay. And we're like, well, why, you know, we can't find it, so we just, you know, it was hard to do. We had to do it old school. Get a map out and, hey, we got to go to this stream, follow this one. You know, looking for stupid trees. That some guy, like, 20 years ago wrote, there's an oak tree at the start of the site. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) we're in the woods. Right, yeah. And then you end at the other oak tree. It's at the fence post, turn left. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some site descriptions like that. Yeah, what'd you say about like in the river? There's it's where they uh, I don't know, log log jam. There's a log jam there. Yeah, it's not there anymore. <laughs> right, yeah, it could be no, not there in a week. That was twenty exactly. That's fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we did have some site surveys like that where it's like the descriptive factors are not very descriptive. Like I can't remember the one, but it was the big dead oak tree. Was I think one of them? <laughs> yeah. It was not there, and it was like a seven year survey cycle. Mm, okay. Like. The There's big, no trees. The big day. <laughs> I'm a tree. They took all the trees out. Oh, man. So it's like, okay. Now what? Here's good. <laughs> Here's good. Mm-hmm. No, so O'Hare has weird stuff happening at it. And besides the Mothman, people, I mean, the Denver airport is known for having like the big underground stuff under mm-hmm. it. People claim the same thing about O'Hare. It just doesn't get talked about as much. Okay. Underground like tunnels or something? Mm-hmm. Or underground? It's an underground facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a friend describe seeing giant, like, uh, so under O'Hare, there shouldn't be any large sewer network in the rivers. Uh, there shouldn't be any outflows into the rivers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause the river just flows right out of O'Hare. Somebody claimed to see giant concrete culverts that had dead ended like middle in the river. They didn't, ed- they, there was no opening. But okay. almost like it was a bunker or a room. It's mm. the same thing we'd see. You, It's culverts. The same thing you see, the big concrete culverts. Yeah. People sometimes use them to build underground things. Sometimes they use them for like sewers and stuff like that. Right. But So it's claimed that those are in the bottom of the river that runs through the middle of O'Hare. Okay. What would that be? What would they be there for? Well, that's what, you know, is an old sewer system that just never got finished. Yeah. Uh, but they're giant. They're like 12 footers. Oh, so okay, but so not really unheard major. of. Yeah, yeah. For you know, especially a major metropolitan area sewer system to be abandoned. No, to be that big. Right. I, but no, there's abandoned stuff all over Chicago. Okay. There's stuff because that city's built on the corpse of the old city. Correct. Yes. So there's all kinds of stuff like that. If you want to go that route, there's oh, tons. You can find whole pieces of city underground. Mm-hmm. That's just because they built right on top of it. And I got my old my own theories about that too. Mm-hmm. But it's still weird. Very, yes, I agree. That, I will, yes, very weird. And the signal jamming and stuff like that, uh, is the, you know, they explain it because it's an international airport. It's one of the busiest ones in the U.S., and it's for protection. Mm. 
It's always for protection. Yeah, yeah it, that's what they claim. Uh, so, yeah, there is weird stuff happening at O'Hare. And there's kind of a weird military presence there, too. Like, it's not just planes flying in and out. Like what do you could mean? Be, like, that's where the airport... There's more going on at the airport than just planes flying in and out. It has basically a UFO scene over O'Hare International Airport about once every three or four days. Oh, wow. Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. And <laughs> what were we talking about with Point Pleasant? They were seeing UFOs all the time. How many were they seeing? Uh, about... Um, probably more than that, even at, no, the, at seeing, the height. At the height, they were seeing one about every day. Exactly, yeah. But they were seeing them quite probably very similar every mm-hmm. three to four days, easily. I would say back then. And we're not going to get too too into this, but I'm just I'm drawing comparisons to why the Mothman's may be hanging out around O'Hare, O'Hare versus like the TNT plant. Like mm-hmm. they're very different things. Yes, very. Yeah. But military presence, mm-hmm. possible underground things that aren't documented. Um, UFO presence. A lot of UFOs. And the Smiling Man has been seen a lot in Chicago in the last 10 years. Ah, okay. That I, I didn't know about. Don't think it's Indrid. Correct. Because it's a lot scarier. And he's supposedly dead. And I think when we talked about the Men in Black, I think it may be an impersonation of Indrid ah. by those entities. Because this thing is terrifying. And they're very deceptive, these entities. Because it could be something from somewhere else and uh, not from here uh, not from here which we're gonna which i we're gonna coin we should coin it or unless if we can shorten it somehow i just don't like the word alien yeah not from here not from here i don't like interdimensional either because it's just too big yeah, it's just hard to understand yeah they're not from here that's all you need to know mm-hmm. <clears throat> whether they're demons or aliens or interdimensional beings but even here there could be here it's not it's just not here or we are fish tank Huh? It's not this fish tank. Well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Different conversation. Anyways. We'll save that for our conspiracy podcast. Yes. Jay, we just brought it up. <laughs> we have no idea, but we may start a conspiracy podcast. Anyways, don't laugh at me. <laughs> uh, so O'Hare has a lot of these same similarities. Yep. Where it's getting to be... It's weird, but no... So. What we are going to talk about next, after all this, is maybe the omen of death or the bringer of death is what the Mothman's claimed to be. Mm-hmm. But we haven't had that happen. It's been happening a longer time at O'Hare than it has been. Excuse me. At Point Pleasant. So, hmm. was Point Pleasant was the like we talked about? I think two episodes ago was the bridge actually not the climax. Was it just an accident or a byproduct that happened to happen yeah. at the same time of activity? Interesting. Because it seems to be this is a phenomena with a lot of pieces that may or may not be connected, but they're all happening. They're all happening. That's the thing. They're all similar. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's something going on that's causing Mothman and all these other UFOs, everything like to be happening. If there's something going on that is causing it rather than... Them just coming around and causing, I don't know, it themselves. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So, yep, hold on to that thought, because that's our cherry. Okay, our cherry. Okay. Gotcha. Save the cherry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that's it for the Great Lakes Moth, man. Like I said, it's been seen all over, everywhere from Lake Erie. It's been seen on every Great Lake. Hmm. But specifically, Chicago, and- O'Hare... In Lake Michigan. In Lake and Michigan. A lot over Lake Michigan. And I'm not up there. And we live right by this 
that um, small little lake right above us. Oh, Erie? Yeah. yeah. Erie has the least amount of Mothman sightings. That little puddle. Um, I visit there often, I guess, but you know, I've never seen anything weird. Never, but I've never a lot of UFOs. But I never looked. I never even thought about looking. That's the See, weird thing. look at you. I know, right? Playing right into the government's hand. But you go to the lake to have fun, not to... Uh, that is fun, looking for Mothman. No, that is fun. True. From my own backyard, it's very fun. I go up to the lake to, like, I don't know, ride boats and stuff. Go fishing. All right. <laughs> so next, we're going to talk about similar cryptids. Okay. Similar to the Mothman? Similar to the Mothman. But it's not the Mothman. It could be. It's, it depends on what, you know, like we're going to talk about really, some of these are similar. Some of these are really similar. Okay. Uh, yeah. So first guy, our good friend, the Bat Squatch. Our, yes. Our great friend. Yeah. The Bat Squatch. Once again scratched somebody, tried to eat people, never was good at it. Yeah, never really succeeded, did he? Yeah, it seemed like more of an act of desperation mm. than predation. But it tried. It tried, for sure, but it mm-hmm. was like, you know, a raccoon trying to eat you. It wasn't very good at it. And yeah. If you kicked it hard enough, it'll go away. Maybe. Did it get anybody? I guess not, but I've never seen anyone kick it or heard of that story. Because they never turned and tried because it was scary. <laughs> yeah, true. It's like a, it's a flying animal, so it's built very light. True. True. Bat Squatch. Yep. Um, trying to think. Um, but he, would, he had blue fur. But the Mothman was saying to be a dark gray. Okay. You know, somebody more of the color challenged as I am. True. Uh, they're the same color. They're dark, yeah. Let's just put it that way. They're, they're the same color. Yeah. To me, like that light blue, that lighter dusty blue mm-hmm. and gray. They're all the same. Might as well be, yeah. I can't see the difference. Especially, and they, I think, were they only spotted at night, both of them? Or I at think, least Mothman, yes. I think the Bat Squatch was pretty much only spotted at night, besides the one time he was spotted at dusk. Okay. But the sun was actively going down. Mm-hmm. And that was the guy who went into the truck. Yep. And he was there all night. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the red eyes, similar. And the only difference is probably the aggression. Yeah, but... That could have been a starving Mothman, like we said. True. Uh, you know, I'm assuming if Mothman is fully physical, it's eating stuff like a big owl would eat, you know, a lot of small animals, rodents and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, so when the mountain goes off, there's not much to eat. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Especially even one of the few animals that survived and yeah. everything else is bears. And if it thought you did it, it would be very angry. It's just like, ah, I'm going to try. Uh, he put up too much of a fight. Yeah. I can't pick him up. The next is the Thunderbird. So oh. think back. What was the first thing they called the Mothman? Um, shoot. I know. It's been like six hours of recording ago. I know. It was... The Big Bird. The Big Bird. Okay. Remember they called the power plant the birdhouse? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They really thought it was a bird. Mm-hmm. It was not described as a man-ish very much. Like uh, the statue downtown. I love it, but... It doesn't fit a lot of the descriptions Correct. of the Mothman. Correct, yeah. It's more of an artist uh, rendition. He took his artistic license. Yeah. And uh, made what it he was wanted. more like a giant bird. Okay. Or a giant bird guy. Sorry, I just seen the thing do with someone. <laughs> but yeah, so the Thunderbird is supposedly an all black, supernatural, giant bird of a lot of Native American cultures. And each culture has a little bit of a different twist on it and stuff yep. like that. Uh, but they are part of the Ohio River Valley culture. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, Thunderbirds came all the way into Appalachia. W- weren't they from, like, 
then they start like in the Southwest United States or that's Mexico where, or something. That's where the they're big in the culture. Okay. So not that they're not present here in the Ohio Valley and in yeah. the Appalachia. They were still part of this, of these tribal traditions, but they just weren't a forerunner. They weren't one of the, I'm not sure how to put it for Native American culture and religion, but they were not one of the big figures. Out gotcha. West, it's one of the bigger figures, prominent, you know. I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, but they were, it's present pretty much in all okay. of these. It's just lighter over here. But like the Ohio River, like the Illinois tribes and stuff like that, they've seen them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, there was a the Thunderbird attack. Oh, when was it? In the 90s. Picked up that kid. In the 90s? Yeah. And the, the mom said it was an all-black Californian condor, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. First off, California condors can't close their feet. So they can't ah, pick anything up. Okay. So that one's out. And second off, they're not all black. They have a lot of colorful faces and stuff like that. Per- perhaps. And they're like, at that point in the 90s, there was like six of them left. Okay. California condors? Yeah. They're one of the most endangered birds in the U.S. Okay. I think they're doing a lot better now. I don't know their actual status anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's the largest flying bird. I think it's the heaviest flying bird on the planet. I was going to say, is it... The th- albatross maybe have a bigger wingspan, but the Californian condor is heavier. Does it... Um, Is it a thermal vent rider, or is it a... Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And that's what they think... So, if you want to take the... As the Thunderbird, as a less spiritual aspect, they think that that's what started uh, the uh, the legends of the Thunderbird. Yes. Is it would ride in... It would lead in thunderstorms into valleys and stuff like that. Ah. So if you looked, you've seen this giant bird. I'm talking, you know, a 16, 17 foot wingspan. Yeah, huge. Flying way, you know, a mile or two up. Yeah. And, and you see it and it's dragging a thunder. It looks like it's dragging a thunderstorm in. But it's just riding that It's riding pressure the, the pressure in, the... in front of it. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, you don't know that, it looks like this bird is dragging in a thunderstorm behind yeah. it. And that's how they, that's one theory of how the Thunderbird legend started. Got its name and everything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. A weird thing about the Thunderbird, though, is a lot of early sightings said it didn't have to flap its wings to get off off the ground. Oh, that is strange, ain't it? Because that's a lot with the Mothman. We're going to come back to that. later. Yeah. So hold on to that. That's a I got that as a note for later. But a lot of these cryptids don't flap their wings to move. Some do, some don't. Yeah, it's almost like they just vibrate them or mm-hmm. something. It's just, or just they're a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one, the this is a big one. We're gonna it'll probably be an episode uh one day. Uh the Owl Man. And that's oh yeah, he was descri- Mothman was described as Owl Man. They're at the first. same thing. Okay. Uh and this is this is literally ten years later in England. In England? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have its little synopsis. So this is across the pond. Yes. Okay. So, the Owl Man is a name given to a large owl-like hominid or humanoid entity, uh, noticeably similar to the Mothman. It lives in Cornwall, England. It's been sighted several times. The first sighting took place in, se- or in 1976 in the village of Malin. Malin? Malin. The Owl Man is sometimes seen as an English concept of the Mothman due to the similarities between the Mothman and the Owl Man sightings. In the year of 1976, a paranormal researcher named Tony Doc Shells came forward claiming they ha- had been investigating a report of two young girls on holiday in Malwin who saw a large winged creature hovering above the church or the church's tower on April 17, 1976. Some stories vary, but most are consistent in which uh, comes to the 
creature that the girls dubbed the Owl Man. So the girls were the first ones to see it. They said it's the Owl Man. It looks like a big owl guy. Uh huh. Not just like an owl. They don't, you know, but it looks like a massive owl person. Yeah, like a man slash owl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then others started seeing it. So it, that's where it got dubbed the Owl Man. So this is 1976. Literally 10 years after, after. the big sighting started in Point in Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. There was many sightings before that, like we've said before, but that's when the big ones are, you know, the scarberries and the mallets. Right, exactly. On July 3rd, a 14-year-old girl, Shirley Campen, or Campman, uh, was camping with a friend, Barb, uh, in the woods near her church. According to her account, she stood outside her tent. She heard a hissing sound and turned to see a figure that looked like an owl, but as big as a man. He had pointed ears and giant red eyes. The girl reported the creature flew up into the air, revealing black or black pincher claws. So I'm assuming, like, owls have two toes at front, face backwards, two toes at mm-hmm. face forward. I'm assuming like that, like that an owl or a parrot. Okay. Where they have their feet specifically made to grab onto branches and stuff like that. Uh, sightings of the figure continued uh, to be reported the following days uh, when it was described as, like, a silvery gray or a dusky gray. Hmm. And the two occasions, two years later, on June and August in 1978, uh, all within the vicinity of his church, because both uh, both of the 1970s sightings involved Doc. Uh, yeah, basically, they claimed Doc of being a, a hoaxer. Okay. Uh, but however, Dowins claimed that the investigation of a young man who was named Gavin uh, had an encounter in 89. So, like another... 10, 12 years later, mm-hmm. independent of shells. Uh, he claimed him as a girlfriend, got chased, was about five feet tall, the legs were high on the ankles, really describing bird legs, black with two huge toes uh, that were visible on each side of the foot. The creature was gray with brown eyes, and they definitely glowed, is what he said. Hmm. wonder if the brown eyes are just like a lower shade of red or, you know, well, like less we said, intense red. Red is the reflective color of the veins of these large-eyed animals. Mm, okay. So if he wasn't shining a light in its face, mm-hmm. it probably looked its almost normal color. Mm, okay. And they did describe, uh, and some of the ones in Point Pleasant have it having a grayish color. Mm-hmm. It's almost always gray or that gray-black. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was never... We see a lot of depictions. I painted one. It was... They're jet black. That's not the, what the descriptions were. That's the more modernized mm-hmm. thought. It's an easier way to mm-hmm. kind of describe it. Mm-hmm. to draw it so in 1995 a female tourist from chicago wrote so a lady from chicago in 95 went to england yeah it uh basically she seen the thing it had a ghastly face a wide flat mouth glowing eyes and pointed ears as well as clawed wings so two little hooks on the wings like mm-hmm. a pterodactyl so she's seen the moth then then she went back to chicago and then that's where it went yeah that's kind of weird who's this woman mm-hmm did we she, need did more she info. grow up in Point Pleasant? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, that's that's funny you say that. We found our connection. Well, you funny you say that. You ever seen Lost Tapes, the cryptid documentary on Animal Planet? I don't think so. So it's like where all these cryptids kill people, and it's like the found footage thing. Mm. It's great. But one was about the Owl Man. Yeah. And literally this old lady was went to, or went to America, and the Owl Man showed up in a church, just like it was here, and she was one of the original kids that was sighted it. It's like, it's for me, it's for me, it's been following me my whole life, and then it got her. Oh, yeah. Is that what you're... But the big flat, so that uh, lady from Chicago describes that big, flat, wide face, the big, wide mouth. Mm -hmm. The one person in Point Pleasant that's seen the big, wide mouth 
That's exactly how to describe it. It had almost a beak, but it was wide and frog-like. Mm-hmm. Wide and short, like mm-hmm. a, I don't know, like a finch or something? Is almost that... like a frog. Okay. There's, uh, there's, there's frog birds and stuff like that that have that, but it's harder for people to picture. Frog birds? Yeah, they look like a frog and a bird had a baby. Hmm. They got giant black eyes. Interesting. They look demonic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's that. That's the owl man. Interesting. Do you think it's the same thing or same individual one going from one point to like over the UK to sh- back to Chicago? You know, we'll save that for the end. But I'm not. I don't know. I don't know if it's a group of these things. I don't know if it's right. one. Right. I don't know either. And but with them all being described the same and having similar uh what's the word uh, mentality or form of aggression where it's very lacking it's not actually going after anyone like all that's very similar can't imagine they'd all be like that if there was multiple you know they'd all be exactly the same you don't know i don't i don't know it could be the same alien so mm-hmm. to bring up the owl man i don't have the sighting written down sorry i got the sniffles um <laughs> The, he, so one couple that doesn't get accounted to the Owlman's main sightings, and I believe this was 76 also. Okay. Seen him coming out of a UFO. The uh, the Mothman? Yeah, or the Andrew Owlman? Cold style in UFO with a big tic-tac looking thing. Hmm. And he kind of walk wobbled out. And he at that point, I think they, if I remember the story, he had some kind of what they would consider clothes. But it wasn't like full clothes. Like we were, he's wearing something and then left it in. The, he took it off, put it in the thing, and then took off. Hmm. Interesting. What if? Yeah. What if it's something transforming into this? Or what if this thing's like a pet for? I literally said that last episode. You remember Andrew Cold's dog? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was looking for his dog. Yeah, dog being the Mothman. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant. I took that the wrong way then yesterday. The German Shepherd, yeah. I thought you meant he was looking for an actual German Shepherd, and it was murdered by the Mothman, and he's no. just looking for his Mothman dead dog. Mothman is his dog. Gotcha. Now, okay. I didn't take it that way last time. Hmm. Yeah, it very well could be. I mean, UFOs, Mothman, they're always in the same place together. It could just be sitting setting base camp in this area then just letting him run free getting bugs and stuff to eat and just hang out just Pick don't up in an hour yeah don't mess with anyone all right that's how it responded <laughs> yeah all right buddy so here is probably the craziest similarity the black bird of chernobyl oh boy it is to me so there's a couple documentaries you can actually watch on this uh-huh I'll give you the the short and the sweet ish. Mm-hmm. About two months before the Chernobyl disaster, which was completely man made. Yeah, it was. It was an it was an accident, and they well, it was an accident kind of. They told the guy like we shouldn't be running this test today. Like, oh, we got to do it because the board's here to watch. And then, mm-hmm. boom, not good because the core. So anybody doesn't know, the core was already powered down to like low output to about as low as it could go without becoming unstable. So these cores always have to produce energy, but you can turn them up and down. Okay. But you can't turn them down past a certain point. They don't turn off. Okay. You can't turn off a nuclear power station. Um, you, like I said, you can turn them way down. But they have lead rods. In a case of emergency, let's, if the core is going too high, you shove these red, lead rods in the core as a braking system. Okay. Slows it down. And it slows it way down. Okay. 
So the problem was, it was the day they were supposed to run this brake test. But they already had the core powered down to the lowest output. They didn't need it on high, so they had it powered down to low. Okay. But this kind of board came in and still wanted to see the brake system work. So they're like, you have to show us the brake system working. And kind of all the operators and engineers are like, we can't do it today. The core is too low. Mm-hmm. And if it goes too low, it'll become unstable. It's just like going too high. Gotcha. They can either way, it's a big boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because there's a range that you can keep it stable. And they're like, no, no, you have to, you know, you have to show us. We're here to inspect this. You have to show us. And they're like, so they kind of forged them. They did it. Boom. That's what happened? Yeah. Wow. It was bureaucracy. Yeah. Yeah. Not listening to the guys that were like, yeah, we can't do this. Right. Not listening to people that actually work there every single day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Fast forward two months. Or wow. rewind two months. Okay. So two months before this incident, the Blackbird of Chernobyl showed up. And the Ukrainians actually had a legend, kind of, about a similar creature. It was called the, the Death Stork or the Black Stork. It was something like that. Okay. I couldn't find a direct translation when I was doing research. It probably meant the Death Sandhill Crane. The Death Sandhill Crane. Yes. Yes. And I'll give it that. This is one of the ones that is described as a very large black bird. Mm-hmm. Like our Thunderbirds or the Mothman or whatever. Uh, but he, there's a big parking garage for the actual power plant. Like, if it, people don't know, Chernobyl had a city, a fair. It had a Ferris wheel. It had fishing ponds. Because they basically had all these employees they needed in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So they had to, they provided a very nice life for them. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, it was, uh, from everything I've read, it was actually a very pleasant, nice life. It was a good place to work. It was fun. Mm. Like your kids had a good education. Literally, they built them a fair. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. So, but a lot of the life died, though, were civilians then. Mm hmm. Uh, but that's the whole point. That was why they built it so far away in case it went, because it's one of the earlier ones they built. Yeah. And it wasn't going to take out everybody. Man. Even though it burnt forests in Sweden. Pair. No. It even got Sweden? It went all over Europe. There was like a big trackway from the uh, radioactive fallout. Oh, wow. Oh, man. But uh, I think it was Sweden. Maybe in Switzerland. Still either way. I'm trying one to think. One of the S ones. <laughs> one of those S ones up there. But I know there's a pine forest that ruined. In one of those S ones, the really northern ones. Yeah. Uh, so the Blackbird of Chernobyl was being seen. So like I was saying, there's a big parking garage to go to the power plant. It was basically there every day, every night, every morning, mm. watching people screaming at them. It was squeaking and doing the high pitched noises and flapping and stuff like that. And had the big red eyes, big black kind of feathers, and it was flapping, going nuts. It was sweeping at people. It took one guy's hat off three times. Wow. And he was starting to get, first time, two times he was scared, the third time he was annoyed, because it had these giant talons and everything like that. It never it hurt just, anybody, but it would swoop at people. And it was just plucking it. It plucked his hat off. Mm-hmm. And so, it was just freaking out, and it was seen, uh, I one of the round, one of the steam towers. Yeah. It was seen on there. It was seen, you know, flying around at night and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was looking in the windows. It was making all kinds of noises for two months. Two months. And then the last day before the incident, like, it was never seen during the day. Last day when people were coming in the morning, it was kind of trying to block the door and like swooping down in front of the door and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And, you know, nobody listened. So after the after the big boom, there was all these helicopters that were flying in dumb water. Uh, people weren't really sure how to handle this stuff, but there was a lot of fire. But they were trying to dump water right on the nuclear, the big sludge. You mm-hmm. ever seen the picture of the elephant foot? 
No, I don't that's think what the core became. What do you mean elephant foot? They're called the elephant foot. It's just a big pile of radioactive sludge. Ooh, okay. And without being too horrible, there was firefighters down there that didn't know what to do. And stuff wasn't hot to the touch. Mm-hmm. So they were picking it up and throwing it back into the hole. There was a big hole they were trying to put everything in to put concrete on top of. And those people were melting within hours. Oh, no. Melting. I don't oh. mean like burned or anything like that. It's I mean, melting. it was pulling, it, their DNA was falling apart. Yeah, skin and muscles melting off their bones. Bone. Yeah. Bone melting. <sighs> they literally broke their DNA down. So they weren't nothing anymore. Wow. Dang. Too bad they couldn't just pull them out and then reform them into something new. But like they, a moth they lost thousands of people like that. Well, yeah. Because yeah. they were just, they didn't know what to do. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. This is the first time this happened where it was this bad. Yeah. Dang. And they didn't tell anybody, don't touch that stuff with your hands. Right, yeah. Well, how are you supposed to know, I guess? But yeah, that's the elephant foot. And then they put it in the hole and covered it with concrete. But as these firefighters and all these uh, helicopters dumping water, a bunch of them were reporting, there's this giant black bird in the smoke. It keeps uh, it keeps bumping into the helicopters on accident and stuff like that. It's flying around. It looks like it's disoriented. One guy had it hit the front of the plane, scream at, or the helicopter scream at him, and then take off. And it was just flying in circles like he didn't know what to do. Hmm. Wow. And uh, people described it as several different ones. I heard one pilot describe it as like a giant stork. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I heard one describe it more like a mothman. And, but, you know, a bunch of them said they had these giant red eyes. It was piercing. It looked like it was worried and upset. It was just trying to figure out something to do. But it never left the smoke. And so if you want to bring the omen of death guy, is he just, because he was sad? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it because it's a biological creature and it didn't want to be out in the sun? So didn't want to leave the smoke. So exactly, yeah, it's hiding in the smoke. I can but see didn't know what else to do because there's helicopters flying in and out of this stuff constantly. It's getting, sm- it's getting smacked. Yeah, it was hit by like ten different people. Yeah, that's nuts. I'm shocked that none of the blades hit it. Yeah, uh, but so, yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah. So the black bird of Chernobyl is probably the other really famous besides the owl man. That's craziness. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. It all. I mean, it almost sounds like it was a omen or a a warning. Mm-hmm. Is it drawn to disasters before they happen, or or is it, is it these bases that have superpower? Exactly, yeah, that's a common thing. Or feeding off radiation. Oh yeah, it's just drawn to that, maybe. Hmm. Mm. Exotic particles. Hmm. Okay. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. So that's what I got for moth bands around the world. There's a couple. There's a bunch of other smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the big guys everybody points out of being, well, that looks just like Mothman. Well, that acts just like Mothman, you know? Yeah. So the next thing I have, this is probably the another one of our more somber sections. Okay. It's uh, the bringer or the omen of death. Okay, yeah. So some people accuse Mothman of causing these mm. incidents. Some people say, no, he's just there to warn you, hey, something bad's going to happen. Leave. Get out. Yeah. So there's kind of two sides on this part. Where people look at it. So, I'm going to go through these events. These are some of the worst events we've had in modern history. Uh, so, we're not making light of any of these. A mm-hmm. lot of people died. Some of these are really modern and very sad. Mm-hmm. But these are just ones that people say they had seen a Mothman at or before. These are horrible events, events. occurred. First one is obviously Chernobyl. Right. We just went over that story. Pretty big one. Yeah. The second one is 9-11. Mm. I didn't know there was Mothman seen at 9-11. It was seen the night before flying through the skyscrapers. Whoa. Like mm-hmm. between them and mm-hmm. stuff? Interesting. Yeah. 
around the same time Donald Rumsfeld was giving his uh, speech about how we lost like $3 trillion. We don't know where it went. No, I don't know about that. That was the night I just before. Know there was a there. The night before. And then the, uh, well, the I-35 bridge collapse. That was in 2007 in Minneapolis. You have seen there, too, another bridge collapse. Which bridge was it? The I-35 West I-35, Bridge. I-35, okay. Interesting. That was in 2007. Up in Minnesota, you said? Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, Minnesota. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Wow, okay. So another bridge collapse. How many people... Um, 145 injured. Holy moly. How many people were passed? 13 lost their lives. Okay. That's still a big uh, deal. Mm-hmm. The swine flu outbreak in Mexico hit Mexico a lot harder than it hit us. Yeah. Here, I remember it wasn't that big a deal, but in Mexico, it was pretty bad. What was that, like 2009? 2009. April. He's seen in the, uh, I can't say the Mexican state of Chihuahua, 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 something like that. Okay. Uh, there's two Mothmans oh. that were all around the city the week before it broke out from the city it started in. Mothman spread this flu. Or is it a warning? Hey, nobody leave. Everybody just stay here for a bit. Stay here while I dump this bag of dust mm-hmm. all over you. It doesn't contain anything harmful. Swine flu outbreak. But mm, yeah. Weird. So we have, that's the little list I have for that. What do you think? Whether it's... Warning or is it weird causation? How, how many times? But so here's it is. Is it in the zeitgeist that people think back because they've seen a weird bird and they know the Mothman is an omen of death? Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, I seen a vulture, but was that actually the Mothman? Mm, true. This is what happened. It, well, okay. I'll say to counterpoint that, um, even to say, I would almost say it would be weird enough to notice it before the tragedy happened. So therefore, you wouldn't have known a tragedy was going to happen, but you still noticed a weird bird that I guess is out of the ordinary from what you normally see, right? I don't know. Like if it were, I really don't know the answer to this. If it was just a vulture before you know everything happened, you would probably look up and see it, and just like we see well, birds I guess every day. What I'm saying is, I think some of these people have the prerequisite mm-hmm. that they're looking, maybe with uh, what is that called? Rose-colored glasses backwards seeing everything that it's oh it was the mothman it was the mothman seeing what they want to see to fit the story i Mm -hmm. guess right well everything but the chernobyl yeah yeah that was seen by like a couple hundred people a lot of people yeah um i'm just saying like if if a one-off guy saw a vulture flying around the buildings before 9-11 i i doubt he would kind of make note of oh Remember that bird I saw? I don't know the 9-11 one, how many people actually saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd never heard of it. It wasn't a big thing, but it was mm-hmm. one that people note for this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because, again, another tragedy, and there it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, is it causing it, or is it warning, or... Happy accidents. Yeah, co- coincidence? Probably just a coincidence. <laughs> I don't believe in coincidences. All right. So, that's... We're getting towards the end. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I think so. Before we get into possible explanations, what do we think? And what do we think of the place? We're going to talk about Mothman and Media. Oh, okay. The movie. Yeah, that's my first one. Yeah. The Mothman Prophecy movie is great. Yep. The Mothman is a T. So that's the Mothman Prophecies. That was 2002. Drama, horror, and mystery. Good movie. It only grossed $35 million. So I think it's more of a cult classic. I mean, 35 is still good. 
But it's like a, I think as time goes on, it gains a little bit more and more of a following. I think you're probably right there. Yeah. It's definitely one that people constantly talk about. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then there was this one called The Mothman, a 2010 TV movie. A group of friends band together to hide the truth about their mutual friend's tragic death. They soon discover an evil entity is in pursuit of them. Mm. Never seen it. Mm-mm. Me either. Uh, it had... Do I have its rating? Mm-hmm. I don't have that one's rating. We might have to watch that one. Just see how it compares to the legends and to what actually was The reported. director was Sheldon Wilson. Sheldon Wilson? Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Neither do I. Okay. I don't recognize any of the actors' names either. Okay. Maybe it's a made-for-TV movie. I'm going to guess so, yes. Uh, the Mothman Curse is the next one. It is not rated. Um, it's a horror movie. An Ancient Evil Unleashed, the supernatural thriller based on a terrifying legend of the Mothman. Rachel and Katie work together to in a large, empty museum. Yeah, 2014. That's even more recent. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Oh, these keep getting more recent. Okay. They, they, they're all in the 2000s, roughly, now, I think. Okay. Uh, number four is The Moth... The Moth. Actually, I think I remember hearing about that one. Is that a movie? Or is that a TV show? It is a movie, I'm going to guess. Uh, it's based out of Europe. Hmm. Maybe not, then. It just uh, sounds familiar, The Moth. 2010 to 2012, Weird or What? Episode, Monsters. And The Moth Band's in that. Hmm. And then uh, 2009... Or I guess no. There, there wasn't a whole bunch of episodes of this series. Monster or myth or mystery hunters. Mm-hmm. It was in like five episodes. I, I would like to go back and now that we've really, I don't know, sunk our teeth into Mothman. We know a lot about it. I'd like to go back and watch some of these and how much they uh, mm-hmm. portray reality. Your favorite mountain monsters. Oh yes, the Mothman of Mason County. They went and actually uh, fought the Mothman. He's still there. What? Fighting? Is Wild Bill fighting him? Yeah. I bet. It. He's still fighting him, yelling at him. Mm-hmm. Get down off that birdhouse. I think it's funny. They actually put their real names in for the, the stars, the cast of the show. Yeah. And it's just funny. Because Huckleberry's real name is Huckleberry. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I thought... I. Thought I was thought, nickname. I always thought it was a nickname or something. Yeah. No, his real first name is Huckleberry. That's awesome. Because the rest of them kind of have nicknames and stuff like that, you know. Uh-huh. Huckleberry's real name it's is Huckleberry. Just Huckleberry. That's so cool. Uh, it's on Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. It was on In Search of Monsters, which is a pretty uh, new docu, like the docu series. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. I like it. It's, it's a little bland, but I like it for that. And it was on Lost Tapes, the 2009 Moth Band. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's been a, in a lot. Oh, yeah. It's, it's still going? Yeah, I'm going to skip all these. I just, that was okay. the list. It's a whole bunch. Of, so it's in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I would like to watch. I think the only thing I've actually seen of all those is the Mothman Prophecies, which it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember when I watched it, it was an awesome movie. It was so good. Yeah, the Mothman Prophecies is probably the, you know, the Mothman movie. Mm-hmm. It is the best one. Oh, yeah. Be worth rewatching. Mm-hmm. Stretching, stretching, guys, stretching. We're like six hours into this recording. It's a long one. I hope you guys enjoyed it so far. Yes. Because here is we're gonna start getting into the chunky stuff. Are you ready? I hope so. So we're gonna do possible explanations. 
Uh, we've already covered the Sandhill Crane. I think that was part three, installment three. Two or three. I think it might have been at the end of two. Oh, because of Scarberries? Yeah. yeah. You brought it up because they said that it was a balloon. The balloon, and, yeah. yeah. And then the sand. Yeah. I don't need that rage again. But yeah, it's not a balloon. It's could, not a Sandhill Crane. Could be. At least in 90% of them. Could be. Almost all of them. Could I could be. believe towards the end of the Mothman sightings, it was a Sandhill Crane by some people. You don't believe the balloon theory? Yeah, I don't believe the balloon theory. <laughs> he did. He, he never said it was shaped like the Mothman. No, no. He never said it had big red reflectors on it. Balloon. It was a balloon. That we released in science class. They got taped on the car. And Gary and the police didn't recognize it as a balloon either. Because they're all dumb. Because I am the janitor at a high school. But I am a volunteer helper for the science department. You're all dumb. And the news reporter. I want you... Why me? Because I'm the smartest man in town. Yep. Ah, it's a balloon. Stroke his ego. The UFOs were all swamp gas. Balloons and swamp gas. I actually filled the balloon with swamp (laughs) gas. (laughs) And exploded in a red two fireballs. And that's how injured cold came to be. Yeah, exactly. It was actually a man I burnt to death. All right, guys, that's been the podcast. We, uh, oh my gosh. We figured it out. That's our explanation. That's how I imagine he talked. Just all nasal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Owls uh, is the next explanation. And this is one that would be a lot more reasonable than a sandhill crane. Because the thing looks like an owl Mm -hmm. in general body shape and appearance. And it was called Owl Man. Yeah. It's several. Yeah. It looks much more like an owl or a large, thick bird. Sandhill cranes and cranes and herons in general are very tall and lanky. Really and spindly. Yeah. Yeah. So thin they don't, legs. They and... don't look like much because mm-hmm. they're not. You blow them over with a. Mm-hmm. They're so, Dover uh, demons. There you go. So, yeah, that's one that I could see some of the sightings being an owl, uh, especially when after Mothman hysteria took off, mm-hmm. that everything was Mothman, which mm-hmm. I get. That happens. I don't think the Scarberry's seen an mo- uh, owl. No. That, no. Uh-uh. Uh, a great horned owl, I think, is our biggest owl in the U.S. And it, the European eagle owl, I think, is the biggest owl. And in how the big world. is how big roughly you think that is? Uh, they're big. They're like bigger. They're a little bigger than bald eagles. But like seven foot, six, seven. I'm, foot I'm tall. saying no to kill the German Shepherd. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I could see an eagle owl actually taking out a German Shepherd. He's grabbing one. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, but chasing a car at 100 miles an hour. Swooping in and out of light. To talk about owl behavior for a minute, they can be very territorial. They will attack people. They mm. will chase you. So, like, there's homes that will actually get um, owls smacking their windows and their their sightings. Yeah. Because the owls build their nest too close to the home, and then they take the home. They want you to move your home. Oh, wow. Okay. And they'll, like, they'll throw their bodies into the window and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, they'll come at you. They'll cut you up and stuff. Good Lord. So, owls can be very aggressive mm-hmm. but none of these were ever really that aggressive were they well the, the chasing of the car that happened several times true the bumping remember the lady bumping, the, yeah. the bumping into the house several different times bumping into the helicopters in chernobyl yeah that one was because uh, he was lost yeah yeah his, <laughs> his home blew up there we go yeah why does this keep happening right yeah everywhere i go the bridge fell i used to sleep in that <laughs> and then the two buildings I have just perched up in. Both Blue. of them. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of it for the more reasonable explanations, if you want to put them like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Next, this is one that gets a lot of 
uh, people behind it was that it's actually a man in a suit. Okay. Uh, some kind of U.S. government-style suit because of the no flapping. Okay. Mothman has been reported to flap. I want to make that clear, especially in the sounds of flapping and stuff like that. But in taking off, it seems to just jump. Just goes. Yeah. Just goes straight in the air. Hmm. I would never rule that one out. But that's... I don't understand it. Like, that's the Glimmer Man and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People put as... It's a guy in a suit because I threatened to shoot it and he left. Mm-hmm. You did personally? Or... Uh, no, the stories okay, were like, you know... Say. You never told me your Glimmer Man story. The Glimmer Man came in the house and I pointed a gun at it and he left. Yeah. Um, so that's not really what we see with aliens and it's not really what we see with supernatural creatures. That's more like a guy a in human. technology. It was like, ah... Uh, you got me. Yeah. Just Don't put a hole in me. Creep out of the room. Talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never put past government and a guy in a suit. Mm-mm. That could, that's always at the top of the list. Could be. Because you can't rule it out. We can do with so many things that we just aren't don't know. You yeah. can't yeah, never yeah, yeah, rule I agree. it out. I agree. I don't think that's what this is. Right. But I, you know, it's it's up there. That's why it's a fan favorite. I'll, yeah, I'll say that. I don't think it's what it was either, but I will never rule it out. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you think about the the curse of Chief Cornstock? Do you actually think that's what's causing the Mothman in this particular case? Just do you think they're Native pleasant. American curses or curses in general is what's causing this Mothman? I would say Mothman directly, no. It just doesn't feel like it to me, in my opinion. The bridge falling could. Do you think Chief Cornstock actually cursed the town? Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of argument about that. Speculation whether he did or not. I guess I can't say. It's very, it would be extremely out of character for, for him. him. It's also extremely out of character for the Shawnee. Mm-hmm. But like we said earlier, when you when you watch your kids get murdered, yeah, but and he then also, they're actively murdering you. But you he also might, told them not to fight and just lay down. True. But, I mean, you never know what yeah, could come I out agree, of Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. But it's not like something the Shawnee did a lot. Right. Which is, yeah, if it's out of character for them, I'd say probably not because... It would have probably reared its head a lot sooner or a lot more often than it did. Waited, you know, however many years it was later. I don't know, 200 years roughly, mm-hmm. maybe a little less, but... 70, 1770s. So almost 200 years on the dot, basically. Yeah, so like, I I would feel like a curse might have reared its head a little 76. sooner. Okay. I think, 1776. Sounds maybe right. It's, well, it's in the 1770s he was killed. Okay. I remember, yeah, we looked at his little uh, gravestone there when we were there. Yeah, we were to bring that back up. His body's still in Point Pleasant. Yes, it is. And I don't know why. And his bones are in the bottom of an obelisk, a small one at that, where his gravesite is. It's weird. It's very strange. And it's right next to that Dunmore's. I was going to say Water Panther Rock. Oh, that too, yep. There's a Water Panther stone there, which I read that. I don't understand their explanation of it. I don't think it's right, but it's I don't whatever. think so either. But I'm not the West Virginia History Board. Exactly. I mean, just I don't know. I don't know. But it's also right next to that John Dunmore is the guy that <laughs> was fighting. One. They were fighting. Yes, they're literally. He's but it's in Chief Cornstock Memorial Park, and Chief Cornstock's at the back, and his obelisk is like three foot tall. Yes, and Dunmore's is right in the middle, and it's, it's like two hundred foot tall. Yeah, I was gonna say like. Probably it's, forty. It's probably forty or fifty foot for real, but yeah, which is huge. But yeah, everything else in this park is no not taller than 20, ten feet, not even close. Half the trees aren't even. I just think that's so such a slap in the face, and probably for it's probably like that for a reason. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, no, I must say he probably didn't. My gut says he probably didn't curse him. Okay. That's my opinion. So, that's all I have for possible explanations without us going into our own thoughts Mm -hmm. to explain it. So, we're going to save that tidbit because I think that's going to be a big chunk. Okay. So, let's talk about Point Pleasant itself. Yeah. Uh, I know it's going to be a little out of order. That's all right. But... What what do you think of the town? Um, when we were there, it, just, it seemed like just a normal small town in America, but it had really cool. I want to say art everywhere, but like just really cool um, history. Kind there's of a post, lot of museums. There's a lot everywhere. of parks. Yeah, uh, we didn't get to go into the uh, the riverboat museum. Oh, okay. And Nick wanted to go into that, but I got a migraine, so we didn't get a chance to go. Gotcha. Um. So next time we go down, we'll go to that. But there's a lot of history. The memorials on the on the flood wall. Yeah, it tells the history of Point Pleasant, which is awesome. You can it's like a snapshot in time. It's every... like a walking timeline mm-hmm. and and giant paintings of the history of that area. Really neat. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. The that museum's was... awesome. The guys that run it are super nice. Oh yeah, uh, cool stuff. Um, the Mothman or the cafe that has a big Mothman cookie. We did have Mothman cookies. Mothman poops. Uh, yeah, yep. You had a whole bag of them. Mm-hmm, I had two bags. Oh, two you bags go. of Mothman poop. They're chocolate covered espresso beans. <laughs> you were wired. Mm-hmm. But yeah, awesome stuff. Really, I would go back. I can't believe I still got a migraine, even though I ate like a pound of espresso beans. <laughs> maybe that's maybe you overdid it. No, it's like a nuclear reactor. You over. No, then excited I would, it. Then I would just explode. <laughs> kind of what happened i think oh you're probably right um but no i love i love point pleasant west virginia yeah i had a great time there if you like this stuff it's definitely the place to go and hang out and check out and explore just mm-hmm. to go anywhere explore there's stuff everywhere just yeah, to read walk, and you can literally walk the uh tnt plant area for hours yeah oh yeah we and we were only there for shoot it would i mean we were there we drove around a while but maybe an hour tops where we actually walked around yeah, probably. Yeah. Because um, we were looking for the aqueducts mm-hmm. and where the factory actually used to be. And then that's unfortunately where I got my migraine, so we had to leave. You were getting too close to the source. Yeah. The mothman caused it. Yep. He's still there. <laughs> I witnessed it. He's still there. Yeah. Still hanging out. There's nothing like that there. Wee! <laughs> that's what, oh, I got a migraine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we got to go, guys. Infrasound. No, oh, he's Bigfoot teased me how to do him first down. It's the Mothman to the Bigfoot. Maybe they, t- maybe he taught Bigfoot. No, I don't think so. Uh, you think Bigfoot's here first? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll get for into sure. our thoughts for sure. Bigfoot has like eight thousand years of sightings. That's true. Mothman has like a hundred and twenty-ish, hundred thirty-ish, significantly less. <laughs> so it's like when we started developing nuclear energy. Hmm. All right. So that's pretty much it for this installment. The last installment of our Mothman series will be our personal thoughts and what we think happened and what we think causes this. Okay. All right. We'll be back. Mothman, I was once in your shoes, I said. I was down and out with the blues. I felt no man.
even thought I was real. They just thought I was some big bird. That's when someone came up to me and said, young man, go and lurk in the trees and just hide there in the forest all day. You can scare anyone that way. Boom, 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 boom. Because you're a big old M-O-T-H. I say you're a big old M-O-T-H. You have big flappy wings, creepy glowing red eyes, and the element of surprise. Once again, that's amazing. That is Mothman parody, or the Mothman parody by Studio Bunny. I'm about to write the Mothman blues. I know, you sounded dead, but fun. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome back to the last installment of our f- season one finale. It's amazing. The, the Mothman. I am Mr. E. I am... <gasps> uh, nothing still. I have no inspiration for a nickname. I'm trying to think. We'll think of it for the next Wild season. Wober. Yeah, that make, no one understand any of that. Yeah, what? Jay's last name is Wilbur. How about Wolf Bear? Call me Wolf Bear. The Wolf Bear. Yeah. Mm. I'll the be Ozark a, Howler. I'll be a Wolf Bear. Wolf Bear Jay. Jellyfish Jay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. The atmospheric blob known as Jay. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> and together we are Crypto Corn Podcast. Guys. This is our season one finale, episode 50, part or installment not, not seven. 98. Part 98. We're at like nine or eight hours of recording, I think. We were at five and a half before, and then we did an hour, so we're at six and a half. So I think we'll probably end it right, right around eight, I'm going to guess. Probably, yeah. We'll see how long this one goes. Yeah. So this is all about our actual thoughts on the Mothman, Injured Cold, Men in Black, everything. So we're just going to... Run down the list and tie it all together and... If we give, can. If not, you know... Give our explanation. So... Let's just start with the original Mothman sightings. Yep. Point Pleasant, Scarberries, the ones from Behind the Red Eyes by Jeff. What do you think? On the whole deal? Are we doing the whole just account? As, we're just doing the sightings. We're going to do, do this piecemeal first. Okay. And then we'll do our overall thought of how we each tie it together. Okay. Scarberries experience, mm-hmm. I think real and I think frightening. But at the end of the day, no harm was done. Um. But I believe their accounts to be believable and real. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, 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 good. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. It's. I think it happened. I don't think there was much exaggeration. Mm-hmm. They had PTSD or something similar. Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely long-term trauma from the event. Just shocked. Which I get. Yeah, I would, of, same uh, thing. Something very otherworldly that you're seeing. Especially when you know you're going 100 miles per hour and this thing is still, like, right on you. And not passing them, not losing them. It's Just, purposely choosing... To be going that speed with them. Right with them, yep. And then all the other accounts we had, you know, from the one from the coal pit banging into the house to, you know, all the other amazing stories we had or experiences we had. I, be- I believe 99% of them. I think there is a couple when you really read through the uh, the sightings and stuff like that, you can be like, okay, that guy seen an owl. Right. Okay, you know, because it's Mothman hysteria. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a few, a handful of the, all the big sure. swaths of sightings we have. They can be like, okay, that's explainable because you didn't quite see what everybody else seen, 
but you were also looking for the Mothman every night you walked to mm-hmm. your barn. Mm-hmm. And now there's a barn owl, and you're like, <gasps> yeah, Mothman. And then I shot a barn owl. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a story in Behind the Red Eyes about the guy that shot a, uh, an owl. Really? Because he was so freaked out about the Mothman. Yeah. Well, I don't blame him. He's probably like, that probably, owl's like, oh, here comes Farmer John. What has you got? Boom. Yeah. What's that in your hand? That's John Lennon's last song. Is illegal to shoot owls, just so everybody knows. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it, though. You can't shoot anything besides game birds. You have to shoot game birds in season. Oh, wow. You said some invasive. I think, like, the European starling, you can shoot, like, mass. Well, then I'm going to admit to it. When I was a little kid, I shot this bird out of a bush with a BB gun. I felt horrible. Was it a European starling? No idea. Well, you'll probably just say it was a European starling so you feel better. All right. Yeah, it's black and brown. That's actually it was a European starling, most uh, likely. It was small. Wasn't big. Got little spots on it. I don't remember. I was like eight and I shot it with a BB gun. Mm. And I was like, I watched it standing on the branch. I hit it and it hung on to the branch, but hung on to the spun upside down and then dropped. And I was like, what'd I do? I had no idea. Felt bad. I had no idea what I had done. <laughs> but I got him. Yeah. I got him. I know somebody that would shoot. So somebody lost a dog to the black vultures, which are from Texas, not turkey vultures. Okay. And they're a lot more aggressive. And they picked up like the little Yorkie dog and dropped it to kill it. They do that with groundhog and stuff oh, like no. that too. They pick him up and carry him up and drop him. Oh, wow. And so he had a BB gun. And you can't kill one with a BB gun. It just won't break their skin. It'll hurt him. Mm-hmm. But what he would do is he'd pick a side of the wing and knock off all the flight feathers off of one side. With a BB gun? Yeah. Oh, wow. What a and, shot. Yeah, he was a really good shot. And you just see a big chunk of flight feathers come off. And then you see him like wobble in the midair. And then he'd re-straighten out. Then he'd blow another chunk off the same side. And then eventually just go down and crash. Wow. I would do the same thing if I got my dog. Mm-hmm. Dang. What a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Aim for the wings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's the, the main sightings of scarberries and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back yeah, on yeah. Ta- back on task. Back here. on task. Yeah. Got a little distracted. <laughs> Mothman. <laughs> There's no need to feel down. I said Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> Pick that man off the ground. I said Mothman. Swing your new friend around. Are you making this up? That's a verse. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. The cheap corn stock stuff, I don't think had anything really to do with Point Pleasant as in what we're talking about in the modern sense. Yeah, I would leave that out of any of my uh, conclusions as to what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's played a role. What do you think about the poltergeist activity? Now, that's creepy. So, I think it's probably some, like, high electromagnetic energy going on in that area for whatever reason. So, I'm going with you. I think there's whatever kind of energy it is, there's an energy spike... Yeah. For some reason. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think w- that's what's tying everything together. I would agree with that, too. And with- I think the poltergeist, whether they are actually entities mm-hmm. or people's subconsciouses that are expressing these behaviors, right. uh, which is what some paranormal researchers believe, that poltergeists are actually us-caused phenomena. They're not anything real. Like, they're not there. It's just us, the loose energies we have, causing these events to happen. I could see that. So this is... There's a lot more free energy going around in yeah. the air, so it's easier for these things to happen. Hmm. You're mad. I don't want the book to fall off the shelf again, but you're putting that out there. Yep. So it's falling off the shelf again. Every, and, yep. And when you're mad, you have an energy spike within mm-hmm. you. It's an emotion 
whether it's anger, sadness, you know, anything hungry. Yeah. I think no, I think that leads to anger or sadness. Well, it depends on how fast I get food. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think hunger itself is an emotion, but it leads know. to one of those two. Or happiness. You know, yeah, happiness is one too. It depends on how fast you get the food. It's right. a starter emotion. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's like pouring gasoline on a fire, whatever fire it's burning. I'm gonna have a stronger emotion here in a second unless somebody brings me food. <laughs> exactly. And then now all your books are flying off the wall. Because <laughs> I said Mothman. Yeah. There's no need to feel down. I said Mothman. It, it would be nice, though, when people would know you're hungry. Like, if stuff starts, pictures start falling I just think Madeline, but, like, eviler. You mean, uh, not Matilda. Madeline. Matilda, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And then the friggin' plates are flying off the wall. There might be some... I, I know Matilda's just, like, a kid's story and stuff. Because she only had to read books. Right. But what, what they're... You might be missing in that movie is she went through a huge childhood trauma. Mrs. Trenchbull? No, just from her. Didn't they had they had her? But remember, they really neglected her. Mm-hmm. Like she had, she went through childhood trauma, but they don't really explain that. They just kind of show you a little bit, like oh, it's sad, like think how sad it is. But if you really imagine yourself being hey, in that she situation, she got a TV dinner every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once she was self-educated, she realized, oh crap, like. These people suck. But what I'm saying is she went through childhood trauma. She might have had some crazy thing change within her to where she tapped into whatever these emotional powers or things you can change with, you know, with your thoughts Mm -hmm. that she was able to control it or develop it, you know? So that's Jay's movie review on Matilda. Exactly. I'm just saying there might be a little more truth to it than you would let on because that's not what's supposed to happen. A newt. The world we live in, yeah. Wouldn't that kill her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's tetrodotoxin. They all have it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that'd be bad. Oh, I know, but she's Miss Trunchbull, and she lived through it. Yeah, she's a scary old German lady. <laughs> exactly. She probably had built-in immunity. Mm-hmm. She probably just picks him up, eats him raw. Exactly. But um, I use him for tea. But with... <laughs> exactly. Gives it a little kick. A little? Yeah, a neurotoxic kick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it's like Grandma's gin. Ba- yeah, back to the Mothman or the the poltergeist activity. In so the there, area. yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what it's causing. It is it's something else. I, I don't want to get to my final thought yet. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin what I think caused all this stuff. But I think all of these things are symptoms. Yes, I agree. They're not necessarily interconnected or a part of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But they are part of the same phenomena, and the phenomena is the, if you want to go with symptoms, it is the disease. And the Mothman, the Men in Black, Injured Cold, the UFOs, mm-hmm. Poltergeist symptoms. are the symptoms. Yes. They don't act, they don't necessarily have to do anything with each other, but they're, they're there for the same reason, or because of the same reason. Correct. We'll get into the Mothman. I don't think it was a willing, a not from here. Right, right. I think he kind of got pulled through and not happy about it. Trying to think like how I can make an analogy to what you're saying. Like, um, let's say you get shot in the gut and now, okay. So if you have a... Now you got an infection in your arms or so your, in your body. So when you have an infection... Yeah, it spreads. The fever is not caused by the infection. That is your body deciding to turn up the heat mm-hmm. to kill the infection. But the fever is a symptom... Of... of th- 
the infection, not caused by it. Correct, correct. So they are interconnected and not interconnected. But even the sickness isn't caused by, isn't the problem. Like the, it's the getting shot in the gut, you know, mm-hmm. that was the whole ordeal of everything. Mm-hmm. But and then, so I, I don't know if that's the best way I can so, try yeah. to describe it. Men in black, what's your thoughts? Okay, so they were there. It's, it, I think I believe the people's accounts were true and when describing them. And it's weird that there was multiple ones. What I think, I do think they were different, but where each one was from is, I can't, it's hard to wrap your mind around. I do think there was one that was interdimensional from not from here. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was from space or anywhere or other planet. I just thought of your nickname. What's my nickname? Not from here, Jay. Not from here. Okay. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. I don't fit that. I've, sometimes. So sorry, continue. Don't feel like men you don't in fit. black. Yeah, the men in black. Uh, and now I'm thinking of that nickname. <laughs> trying to trim it down. Um, but yeah, real. I think they were real. 100% the accounts that were told. Who are they? What are they? I almost feel like they're, they're searching for knowledge of what people know but at the same time now that i'm exploring this shouldn't they already be able to read them, your minds at least the ones that can talk to you and know what you already know no you're i think you're combining indrid and them okay so they would be separate hmm well i'm just saying i i'm I, they may not be separate i'm not saying that i'm just saying i could be that's uh, an indrid story not these men in black story true so i do think they're searching for knowledge of what you have what information it doesn't sound like they're really trying to figure anything out to solve anything. It's almost like they're there for a cleanup crew cover-up. So here's what I'll say. There's three types of men in black. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're connected. I think they're all mimicking. I think there's the government guys. It's that set of two, the big burly guy, the little lawyer type. Mm-hmm. They're there to get you to stop looking into it for the government's sake because they want to research it and not be out. Okay. You have the other, the single guy. Is that little nerdly human that's trying to be John Keel, trying to investigate, trying to do this stuff, is not a talker. So he's trying to use the intimidation factor of what he's already heard about because mm-hmm. the Men in Black was already out. They're mm-hmm. trying to, you know. Then you have the actual <coughs> Men in Black. These. Sorry. You okay? Yep. <clears throat> these alien like entities inside are... of a suit that looks people ish. People ish, yeah. Yeah. They never look people fully. Like. Walking on the street, you may not tell, but when you're face to face talking to one, it's obvious. You're like, "Oh, you're not from here. You're a man and wrapped in giant pig intestines. You are an iguana, aren't you, sir? With lipstick on. Would you like this piece of lettuce in this millworm? <laughs> There's your indicator. I guess. Yeah. Is this what people eat? I guess. Then you know. Mm. People you, don't eat that, sir. Would you enjoy this mealworm? I just had happen to have extras in my pocket. So that's the key. If the men in black ever come, just make sure you have a thawed dead mouse in your pocket. Yeah, or a, a, a cup full of mealworms. Or crickets. Yeah. Would you boys like a cricket for your evening walk? <laughs> right. Oh, yes. Yes, we would. <laughs> right. Something's off. Now, I think the men in black are very, very negative. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just there to scare. I, th- I think they know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're not there for that. I, agree. I think they are just there to keep you from not knowing what's going on. Yeah, they don't want you involved. I have that saying. I agree on that. And they're not scared to threaten you. They don't seem to really follow through very often with the threats, as right, far as we yeah. can tell. Yeah, yeah. They don't think they can. Hmm. I think they can get you alone and torture you. 
Like we've seen, uh, well, not with these stories, but other men in black stories with mental, kind of like mental torture. Okay. So when you were talking about telepathy earlier, uh, well, we'll get into record next. Uh, when we talked about telepathy earlier, uh, they do have some stories of telepathy, but it's a lot worse. Yeah. Indrids almost seem to have to be invited to talk. Uh, with these guys, they'll they can force their way in, mm-hmm. but it's painful and it's traumatizing. So they can't do that with you while you're at your job because you're sitting there, at, you know, screaming in pain. Yeah, you go nuts or something. And they're the ones sitting there. Go find crickets. Go find crickets. Mm-hmm. Where is the nearest pet store or bait <laughs> shop? <laughs> How many times have you heard that in your head? A lot. Uh-oh. Daily. Uh-oh. <laughs> but I have animals that request that. Oh, okay, okay. They're... Uh, but yeah, so... <laughs> They're definitely, I I think you got the government guys. I think they dress up as government personnel because they know that's what we kind of associate. At, at this time, we still respected authority and trusted the government Yeah, for the yeah. most part. Vietnam's really what broke that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was, it was. Uh, we were fully trusting the government in the 40s. We were mostly trusting the government into the 50s. The end of the 60s when the average American citizen started really questioning what the government was doing. Yeah. And it was because of the treatment of Vietnam. Yeah. Because it was a war. We didn't understand why we were there. And it took way too long. And we never finished it when we could have. And that, they got better as the years went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We gave the opposition a big opportunity because it was their land. They should have kept it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just... Anyways, it's not war hour. But I think that's why the men in black pick that persona. Is because immediately it's something that we recognize as authority figures to be like, okay, you know, the nice black suits, the badge. Right. Okay, these are with the government. I just got to tell them what they need and leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. And they do threaten it. And it's weird how they threaten. Uh, the actual government men in black seem to threaten with a bullets or cheap kid. Like the actual right. death threat. Or um, I've heard the men in black, the alien ones, will like, it's always like a kind of way like, if somebody threatened your mom's life, would you stop talking about aliens and UFOs or whatever, something like that? Yeah. I even heard one story of the men in black folding a note, uh, writing something on a piece of paper, folding it and passing it to somebody, and they opened it up, and it was the addresses of all, every member of their family. Oh, wow. Okay. And it That's was government, like, then. That's government. No, that up. was the lizard ones. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. And it was because they don't, they're just like, we know we know everything about you. Right. We want you to stop talking about this, and we're not going to hurt you. But here's all the people we're going to hurt. Now, uh, maybe I should save this for the end. I'll just say, is there any chance that they could be working together? And, like, the ones we see as normal human might be lower on the totem pole as far as power goes? See, I don't think they're working with us because I don't think they need to. Yeah. Well, but they might need to in order to create the illusion that they're not the ones controlling you or ruling you i don't think so i just don't think so because like for mary's example she'd be visited by the alien men in black or the not from here men in black Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. and then a couple hours later be visited by the government ones and asking about the alien guys yeah like they're following them and trying to figure out what they're doing but they can't they they're always one step ahead and so is the government Always one step ahead. So now of us, and that's why the pers- the, the mm-hmm. normal guy would come and ask about the government, because he never knew there was the alien guys. 
He'd only ever see the government guys. See, you're falling into their trap. No. They're like, you're falling into their trap. They know they'll be like, you know, if they question this and then this one questions us and then that one questions them, mm-hmm. they'll lose the whole scent altogether. Now we're an afterthought. But uh, that's what I think the men in black are. You have the government guys. I don't think any of them are connected. I don't think they, I don't think the alien, they're not from here, have to talk to the, the U.S. government because they don't need to. But the way that some of their abilities they claim, the time stopping, the freezing, the uh, the actually like immobilizing people, mm-hmm. they they do their job fine. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I I think they would need us though. I think they don't need us. That is your human brain saying we're important. Well, if they didn't need us, why wouldn't they just have taken over or doing whatever they want to do? Well, they're doing what they want to do. They just don't need to take over us to get what they want. Hmm. So what do they want? Well, that's what we're getting to. Okay. All right. So, Indrid Cold. Indrid Cold. The Smiling Man. The Grinning Man. Which, yeah, I I think that name was attributed after the fact for the most part. I don't think it was like a... I think Darren Berter called him The Smiling Man. I'd have to check again. Yeah, you didn't bring your book, did you? Mm-mm. No, I took that home. But um, there's a lot of weird stuff with him, and it's a lot of stuff I've read... And zero relation to him at all either. Um, just about, I call them aliens that have positive messages and talk to people here and like, um, what's uh, like telepathically channel, people will channel them and stuff. And for the most part, it's pretty positive messages, like basically saying, you know, you know we're all one and the same, we're all the same. Um, you got to think positive, good thoughts and stuff, and you can change. I don't know. It's just usually stuff like that to really um, generalize it, I guess I could say. And he fell into that category. I've also heard the same stories about having that negative effect where things were are literally there to put fear within you or scare you. And from his account and from Darren Berger's uh, experience with him, it wasn't that at all. It was more of the positive. But— yes. Andrew Cold ruined Darren Berger's life, ruined his kid's life. Correct. He did. Um, but if they... So I, is that just a, a yeah. sideways way of doing it? Could be. It could be. It could be, yeah. But it's a very... That's really like going in... Like that's... I don't know. What's the word? It's a really deep way to get in there and do that sort of thing. I well, mean, yeah, but nothing but time, it seems But like. it works, yeah. But it would work, yeah. Absolutely. I wouldn't rule that out either could all be negative um but i guess his direct things weren't that negative so that's why he went and told everybody about it and now everybody's like "Huh, look at you (laughs) yeah weirdo like we're gonna kick your kids basically made his wife leave him and take his kids away Mm -hmm. so i I don't yeah i guess and then why did the ufo always follow him around that ruined his life when they were hiding true yeah it did yeah i don't know i don't know it's weird Mm -hmm. it's weird but, and at the same time, this is one man's account. Can't put all your eggs in one basket, I guess. Trying to be devil's advocate, seeing this for everything it could be. And uh, Indrid's daughter, not Indrid's daughter, uh, Darren Berger's daughter described Indrid more like the men in black mm-hmm. than, uh, than Darren Berger uh, ever did. Yeah. Yeah. Darren Berger always had the uh, description of just being uh, like a handsome, normal well-dressed dude yeah like a normal almost a normal person just, just yeah. a little off she was like no he's a lizard in a suit yeah that when he gets tired the facade starts melting away 
And what if kids could see through the illusion easier than... It might not be even just kids. I was thinking that he's focusing so much energy on Derenberger yeah. to keep up this costume that when you're not the one he's focusing on... You can see you it. You see it through it a little easier. You see it through the illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that, yeah. And Indrid, maybe not a nice guy, but he needs this... He needs a... He found a, a human that was a lot more easy to talk to than most. A good vessel to work through. Because there's, I've read some things about Derenberger where he was a little more open than most people were. Yeah. So if Indra is on a negative side, this is a guy he can use again and again and again mm-hmm. to go into town because Indra can't go into town. Right. Because he can't show 50 people and put up the facade. Right. Where like you see the men in black, they don't even try. They no, put on they, enough makeup. They put on physical just, disguises mm-hmm. just to get into the door. To get to your face and talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in... Indrid seems to be more of a he literally telepathic came, yes. disguise. He came straight down on a ship right in front mm-hmm. of his face. like. But one guy. But he was chasing the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess... I want. I don't want to say he was chasing because I don't know. I think he was. It appeared he was. Because that guy was flying. Yeah. Because Derenberger what, brought that up. The guy passed him going 100, like, yeah, 100 miles an flew hour. Flew by him and the ship followed behind mm-hmm. that. And, and then he's like, oh, there's another one. Just yeah. get him. Yeah, get that guy. Much better. I think it was a happy accident, and I think they took Derenberger for a ride. Well, supposedly they did. I mean, and we yeah, didn't really the, get into that. Yeah, the he took him to another, on a ship to another planet. Which I think it was just screwing with him. Could be, yeah. It's all an illusion. There's a VR headset in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Whee! Mm-hmm. Very well could be. We're going to Lanyolos, and they're just hitting him with a bat. And then... Oh, we're hitting a meteor storm. Yep. Yeah. Hitting him with a bat. <laughs> Look, everyone's naked. Now you should get naked, too. That happened. And we... we yeah. Oh my gosh! Just yes. saying that did happen. Yeah, I do. I so, know. man, I wouldn't put it pad or put it past VR back then. No way, no way. Not not after experience it now. I know it's real. There's no doubt in my mind. It could have been. They could have already had it back then. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't even consider that. Hmm. So, what are you going with, Indrid? What's your final thought, on Indrid? Before we tie this all together, before we put a big old bow on this. I don't think he was an alien from outer space. I'll say that. Uh, just a not from here? I do believe he's a not from here. Um, it, I do believe he was a being, like a biological being. It's just different than us. Different than who, so what we are. So you think if you would have shot are. him, he'd have died? Yeah. Okay. If, if the bullet could hit him. If you hit him, if you shot him, if you could actually shoot him, he would die? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think that would be the Men in Black, too. I think if you could actually get through their whatever they are and mm-hmm. shoot them, I think they'd die, too. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Bigfoot. Yeah, I think if you shot a Bigfoot, if you could shoot a Bigfoot good enough, he'd die. Good enough, exactly. I've heard, I've heard stories of people blasting in the face of them, dropping dead, because mm-hmm. they weren't expecting it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think he... I do think that, but it's hard to put your finger exactly on what it, what he is or could be without knowing uh having your finger exactly on what the world we live in is or how everything you know actually works around us how the universe works how our world works how even like gravity works or i don't know like without knowing all that stuff it's hard to say like oh this is what he is what could be because i don't believe in you know i don't believe in half that stuff anyways (laughs) that's weird it's awesome i don't know it's i think Andrew was opposite of the men in black i don't think he was Good or negative. Okay. I think he had his own goals. Yep. I think the men in black had their own goals. I don't think they liked each other. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we don't talk about Indrid's death very often. 
Right. Yeah, we don't. But it's attributed, some of the groups attribute it to the men in black, whatever they are. Because mm-hmm. uh, they were opposite forces for the same thing. Mm. Which, they're not good or evil to us, but it's like when we would go to small indigenous countries. Yep. We don't really care what happens to the people. Right. We just want resources. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that still want the resources, but they do care about what happens to the people. You know sometimes. I mean? I'm just saying there's they, they both just, sides of the same Most time point. they just smile better. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Like Indrid. Like Indrid. <laughs> but, yeah, I the, don't know. Sugar water instead of vinegar. Yeah. They get the same prize. <laughs> oh, man. And they take the courier planet and leave. Exactly, yeah. Have fun. Hmm. I wouldn't mind talking to him, though. That would be cool. I'm okay. I would do it, enjoy it. Because he's dead. Maybe his children. I'm okay. They're old enough. They're like... You can go find the men in black. They're probably his age now. No, I don't want to talk to them. And then the mirrored men, the newest men in black. Yeah, I don't want to talk to them. We don't get to talk to them anymore. They don't talk to you anymore. Oh, they just... No. You lose like eight hours of your time. There you go. I wonder for the... And I wonder how much reality of the men in black movie is like portraying... None. None at all? I don't think so. You don't think- I think they took the name and they just ran with it to be fun. Like they did with Henry, Harry and the Hendersons with Bigfoot. But they got to show some reality while making it seem like it's fun. I don't like think they fun. either have to. You don't think they're... They uh, took the name and that was the only reality. These are men and they're in black. Like, yeah. Oh, that's what that saying means. Right. But no. they, do have, they do have memory or mind erasers. Yeah. But that was... I think that was actually came out... I'm trying to think when the first mirrored men with the time loss was. Mm. Uh, that may be out after the original Men in Black comics and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, it was a comic? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But it could be a way to just redirect your focus on this thing. And then when people actually see the real Men in Black, it's like, that that movie, that, mo- that stuff ain't real, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, now I don't know. I'm trying to think if... Because the mirrored men are, the, I think, the first ones that had the time loss. Oh, Okay. But, but that's they're, just they're relatively newer. That's one example, though. But you, you get what I'm trying to say, right? Mm-hmm. It could all be just a facade to steer you in just a different enough direction from reality, but at the same time still being based in a reality, but that you just can't even imagine it's real because it's just made up in the movies. You know what I mean? In the movies. In the movies. But yeah, that's that. That's how I feel on that. It's, it's hard to describe. Hmm. Yeah, what were we talking about? The Men in Black, Indrid. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think Indrid cared what happened to us. I think Darren Burger's proof because it ruined Darren Burger's life, just kind of screwing with him. Yeah, yeah. That's the unfortunate part. You think you could have helped him fix it or just something? Just playing around. Yeah. I mean, that's all he was. He was just playing around with Darren Burger, and it literally ruined his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see that with a lot of these guys that have encounters with entities like Indrid Cold, even if they're nice, it ruins their life. Right. I guess, yeah, probably wouldn't have if had they not talked about it, you know? But Indrid encouraged it. Tell, you know, talk about it. Indrid wasn't one of the ones that said, oh, don't, you know, don't tell anybody about me. True. He never said that, that I can recall. Hmm. Interesting. What a cool way to, not cool, but like, what a really deep thinking way to get around, like, just to mess with someone, you know? Well, they ain't got nothing but time. Right, that's a I think the long waiting. con. I think I think they're waiting for something. The long con. Hmm. Yeah, but so Indrid, yeah, interdimensional being. I think evil, possibly evil. Not good. None of them are good. Not human. I'll tell you what. Look at human history. 
any place that came with more advanced technology to visit you has never once been good. Hmm. Now you're making me like really think in my head. There's got to be one, right? There's not. Hmm. It's never ever in the world history gone good for the natives. No, never. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. And we're all the natives when it comes to this. At least in modern history, yes, that's true. 100% true. I think it lasts 2,000 years, 3,000 years, 10,000 years. Well, we all know 10,000 years. Oh, we can find big body pits from the people that were there, and now they weren't after because they were like, this is really nice farmland you have. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be taking it now. <laughs> well, there's those in cases, but there's, I'm sure there was parts where they traveled long distances and taught people how to grow things. Not for and- free. It was never... It, it never benefited the indigenous people more. Because mm. even the people that believe in those kind of things think that they used them for slaves after that. Probably. like the, They were just teaching them how to grow their food. Ah. And that could be us now. We could still be gold slave miners. So what do you think about the Owen of death? Um, correlation. Not causation? Yeah. I, I almost... I, I feel like it is warning. It's warning. I don't think he's doing it on purpose. Okay. Yeah, let's let's take this twofold. What do you actually think the Mothman himself is, or herself, or itself? I think it was it. A guy at work made made a joke about that. Is the Mothman a boy or a girl? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think it matters. It's probably neither. Yeah, it's, it's probably neither. A different biosphere. Yeah. Um. It, it just it could floods. just be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It could be asexual. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, I do think it's an interdimensional being. I think it was pulled mm-hmm. from somewhere else here. I don't think it came from space. I don't think it came from here. Yeah. Or what do you think of its intelligence level? Um. Ooh, like as compared to us. Yeah, it's probably the best sure. way. I'd say less intelligent than us, but probably more intelligent in different ways, maybe. So I think it's probably right on par with the person. Because mm-hmm. it seemed it had it was scared most of the time. Mm-hmm. I'll be so I'm with you. It's interdimensional. He's not a willing visitor. Yeah, yeah. I think well, we're going to talk about here in the next shit uh, why he's here. But I think it was an accident. They, he, or them got brought here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could be a handful of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of accounts of seeing two or three moth band together. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also be a government experiment on person. You know that. And that some people said it was because it was an um, uh, a radioactive crane from the park, mm, the, okay. the wildlife park, uh, that mutated or a radioactive bird. Well, have you ever seen the movie The Fly? Yeah, we're yeah. So what if uh, they mix? They're mixing DNA with humans and other creatures, and they're developing these superhumans. That's why everything's a secret. Hmm. And Could now, be. and then this is one of the byproducts of that. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, and then he got out because he was like a superhuman. But it doesn't know what its function is. It's just alive now. So, yeah. He's obviously not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. Because uh, he could have, like, how many sightings did we go over where it's like, well, he, he could have hurt us. Oh, or he could have gotten the house. He could have murdered people he, he and they would have never known. He could have grabbed me then. Yeah. He could have pushed me off the catwalk. He could have came in the mm-hmm. window. The window was open. He didn't. Exactly. It almost seemed like he was, I, some some stories seemed curious. Some stories seemed scared. A lot of them just seemed like he wanted help. Yeah. Because a lot of there's a handful of it's like he was trying to talk to us, mm-hmm. and that's why I think he's on par with our intelligence. He just lost. Then there's the cold Mothman story. He was just cold and lost. It's you know a really cold part of the country. Uh, 
was having trouble finding food, I'm sure. I don't know if he's from a different plane of existence. They might not even eat organic stuff. And they might even not even see you as we see. They might see mm-hmm. in different... Infrared and stuff like that. Maybe why his eyes are yeah. red. Yeah, yeah. Could be completely... He's just... having trouble understanding where he's at, what what's happening. Right, right. I really think that's really what the Mothman is, is just a an unwilling lost traveler. Mm-hmm. Trying to find uh, its way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just scared. and I think it's. I think it died... I think it's probably dead in a ditch somewhere, laying in the gully in West Virginia because it got too cold. I think... <laughs> dead in a ditch somewhere. That's my favorite. I think Mothman, Mothmen are one of the entities that get pulled through more often than not mm. when we start doing these stuff that we're going to talk about next. Oh, I think that's a great segue. So what ties this all together? What could be causing, and this is rhetorical, what could be causing all of these events to co-occur at the same time, in the same place, in several different locations. So just sit with that for a moment. So yeah, like look, like we said, Point Pleasant, West Virginia was the best example. Mothman was not the crown jewel. Mm-hmm. That's the one they grabbed onto. They had daily UFO sightings. Yep. Poltergeist activity out the wazoo. Men in black running around town. Three different sets of men in black fighting each other, basically. And not even cold hanging out. And they weren't even necessarily looking for... Were they all asking questions about Mothman? They weren't, were they? No, they didn't care about Mothman. It was all about the UFOs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, nobody was really into the Mothman as far as the men in black were, is my understanding. They kind of, I think they brought it up a couple times, but it wasn't one of the things, like, they weren't threatening people's lives to stop talking about the Mothman. They don't care. That's the lost raccoon. Yes, it was a symptom. Yeah, there weren't the UFOs and the other stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So... What I believe happened was under the TNT plant. Now, it did close and stuff, but we're going to talk about in the 40s, to the end of the 40s, uh, there was an actual secret underground base underneath the TNT plant because there's already, like we said, over 3,000 personnel there. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. There's already a power plant that does not affect the local grid, so you can't find it. That's how they used to use to find underground bases and secret government bases and stuff like that. When the grid's going nuts. Well, you can tell it on the grid Mm -hmm. because you see a power sump. Mm -hmm. So you can see where it's this X square miles. Should it only be using this much power? And it's using 20 times as much. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's obviously either a factory or something else there. Right. And that's how, like, they were worried, like, the Nazis had informants that were looking, like, working at power grid stations. Mm, To hide stuff. That were finding these things Mm -hmm. to tell them. Mm, Okay. So they were new bombing locations that were hidden. Ah, okay. And that's really why I think most of World War II stuff was actually hidden. Mm-hmm. was because the Nazis had people over here. Everywhere. Everywhere. It wasn't to hide it from the U.S. citizens yet. I think that's a little later. Yeah. I think really at this time it was the Nazis because the Nazis were so good about getting their claws into everything and finding out all the information. Uh, but that's why it was so easy to prosecute them because they kept amazing records. Nazis? Yes. Mm. Uh, so when we have their crimes, like, yeah, uh, here, you actually documented it all for us. Thank you. And then we hired them. Uh, some of them. Right. We killed most of them. Did we? Yeah. So, yeah, there was a bunch of them. We, they, mm. weren't, they weren't high enough. Like, we have enough doctors. Now, mm. now brain surgeons. We gotcha. Mm-hmm. Pediatric doctors? Not so much. Go in that line. A rocket scientist? Ah, come yeah. on over. But... So you have the military, they already have the military presence. You have 3,000 personnel already on base. So you're not seeing a giant spike in military activity because it's already there. It's already there. So nobody's looking. Nobody cares seeing military trucks hauling weird stuff in and out. Nothing different. Because it's there. Mm-hmm. You're seeing it every day. 
uh, so the military, the power grid, and then the security. This is an explosives and ordnance factory producing facility. It was armed out the wazoo. I bet. I so bet. So it was already protected. You have a giant water source, the Ohio River. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these experiments use water cooling, especially in this time. We used water cooling for some of these experiments we're going to talk about. So you need access to clean water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't, basically, you don't clot up the machine you're using to cool. Right. You're a giant radiator. So I think, and we talked about this because we made kind of a joke about it. They were doing Stranger Things-esque experiments. Mm-hmm. I think when we first set off the nuclear bomb or were playing with them in the deserts, we put up a signal flare, basically. Whether you want to go intergalactic, interdimensional, the atomic bomb explosion was the signal for all these other entities across the plains. Be like, oh, there's life on that rock. Because it doesn't occur naturally. Right. So if you're looking at a big cosmic reading gra- of, of a graph, you're trying to find where life is. You get a blip on the radar. With an atomic blast, you're like, yep, intelligent life right there. Yeah, so interdimensional or whatever you want to say. So I think they were doing really like Stranger Things-esque experiments underneath this TNT ordinance. Mm-hmm. I don't think it lasted very long because, like I said, the TNT ordinance, I believe, closed in 49 or 50. Yeah. Which would happen in 47. World War Two, right? Ended? No, 47. That's 45. Oh, Operation High Jump? No. What? I think that was 46. Okay. Closer. Roswell. Oh, oh yeah, the aliens in Roswell. Mm-hmm. And I think we opened the door, or we were doing these experiments. So when we started uh, launching these smaller nuclear devices out west, we were figuring out that there's exotic particles that happens with this. We are kind of starting to maybe even tear at the interdimensional wall. Mm-hmm. So when we started doing this, I think we picked areas. I think, uh, oh gosh, Wright Pat's one. Yeah. I think before Wright Pat, it was a TNT ordnance plant because it was such a good cover. Hmm. Basically, the shell on top, nobody notices anything different. Right. Because there's nothing different. Just you have thousands of military personnel. If you add a couple hundred more, it doesn't matter. You're dragging in big pieces of equipment, it doesn't matter. You are literally, everybody in your area knows you are making explosives for the war effort. Right. Nobody is bugging this place. Right. This isn't Area 51, you know, they're like, oh, there's aliens in there. No, we know it's in there. There's bombs. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to walk around out there. Right, yeah. Don't want to get close. I mean, they would hear explosions on accident all the time. Because TNT is very Vol- uh, volatile. During the production process, yeah. until it's sealed in the sticks, it's very volatile. So you'd drop a stick and it'd blow up half, you know, half a building. <laughs> what a bad day on the job. You're like, oh, crap. Yeah. It's like dropping your phone. <laughs> and but then, you, yeah, then you wake up in heaven. Yeah. But you look at God, you're like, did I drop a stick? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yep. you did. Dang it. Oh, well. Yeah, exactly. Don't got to worry about clocking in tomorrow. No. <laughs> so I think you have this very stranger things like underground base i think they maybe we've been playing with interdimensional stuff yeah i think they stopped in 49 i really did i do think they pulled away because they realized they were starting to rip this hole and they weren't sure about it if you want like we talked about the movie the mist they thought they were building an interdimensional window mm-hmm. to look into another place they weren't they actually made a door mm-hmm. but the other side opened it yeah 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 and that was the scary thing is like we invited them here. Exactly, yeah. And we didn't even know it. Whether they can get through that scar or they maybe we made an actual... If you want to look at it like a 
we made a tiny hole. Yeah. So only a couple of them can get in at a time. And they want it to open more. I mean, it very much is like uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Very in the new season. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, no, uh, even before that, when they're shooting that little yes, laser beam just to exactly. open the door. Because people were talking about those experiments, interdimensional doors. Yeah. I think they were doing that at Point Pleasant. I think the scar was still active in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And uh, very scarry. like They couldn't, like, it wasn't fully opened. That's why the UFOs were weird looking. That's why the men in black were always here in small numbers. That's why Indra Cold was here with a small crew. They couldn't get everybody through. Right, just one. And I think that's what they're all kind of bidding for and fighting over is, and then the Mothman is the accidental pull through. Yep. He's living in a different dimension, and they're the other ones that are primitive, more primitive species that gets just pulled through. Is it a byproduct? A byproduct, yeah. They're not, they don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. All the stories I've read about Mothman doesn't seem mean or spiteful or scary he seems scared he seems cold he seems hungry he seems fearful he does not want to be here there's like a handful of stories where it almost seems like he's asking for help he could he's be hiding a- beside your house to be warm Ooh, what if he's an unwilling tool of these creatures he could be i just think he's an accident because they don't seem to care about him right exactly so when he's here he's not being controlled they're always hiding out in these abandoned places like the mm-hmm. one the owl band hang out in an abandoned church because he's getting left alone. It was out of the elements. Mm-hmm. You know, so much he could fly into and get out. The boss didn't pick the birdhouse, the power plant, the yep. old power plant. I don't think it's because it was special. I think because it was, it was a building Nobody that he could go there. hide in. Yeah, no one would bother him. And like they talked about all the glass broke. Mm-hmm. He could get in there and he could hear anybody coming. Yeah, true. And I think all these guys are bidding, are trying to figure out, they want our government to do it again. Mm. They want... They want to figure out so they can get control of the door. Mm-hmm. Whether I think Andrew Cole is different than the Men in Black. I think they're both interdimensional. I think they both want the same thing. They both want control of the door. Yeah, to open it up and let everybody else come through. Hmm. Interesting. Into this. So, what makes this place so special then? Resources. Just that's it. Think about it. Every invading, every boat that's came across the sea ever has had one thing in mind. Yeah. Right. So this is just a bigger sea mm. with a new land. Of a more primitive species than you, that has resources that you can take. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, like what? Well, that's gold. That's, I mean, that's an important. It, it really doesn't matter. True. It could be organic life. They could have a lack of that. If you believe injured cold, his plant was basically a barren waste besides the farming area. Hmm. Hmm. They only had three species of animal. What he considered animal interesting oh yeah okay okay hmm it's a lot to think about because like what if stranger things stuff is like leaked leaked Mm -hmm. or telling you informing you what's going on but at the same time presenting it in such a way that makes it just seem so fantasy and so not real that it you can't even imagine that oh it's actually stuff like this is real Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's hard to wrap your mind yeah. around. But why is the Mothman in Chicago? Why was he at Chernobyl? What if they're opening new? I think they for gates. Chernobyl. I think they need these radioactive sources. I think they kind of. I think radioactive or not radioactive. I think nuclear power plants can kind of accidentally open little holes. Okay. Just by accident, just little byproduct holes. Mm-hmm. Constantly running nuclear reactor. I think that's when the Mothman comes out around these big power plants. 
in the Great Lakes. Because how many nuclear reactors are around the Great Lakes? A lot. Mm, true. There, yeah. There's one big one. Not, and I think not too they're kind of get yeah, Betsy. Mm-hmm. They get pushed out, mm. and it's they're the ones that are on accident. They're not trying to get here. They yeah. Just the women go bloop, and then they wake up here. Unless they could be just scouts sent out, and then into here, and they're the only things that can get through the first time. And what they see through their eyes, whoever sent them, can see and read that. Mm-hmm. And now the things here, Mothman, we'll call as here doing his duties, scouting out stuff, but then realizes, wait, I'm here and they're not. I just want to be here. Someone help me. <laughs> Trying to get help from everyone. I just think he's an accident. And then mm-hmm. the Chicago Mothman, mm-hmm. it seems like they're very well, maybe a giant base under O'Hare. Like the, we know there is in Denver. I don't care what anybody says. We know there's one in Denver. Mm-hmm. That one lady is my only evidence I need. They got lost in it for 14 days and said lizard people are hunting her down. Yeah. That's crazy. The men in black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without their makeup. Hey, that, I mean, just saying, who's really in control? If- well, I'm talking about in this time, you know, we're talking this, the 60s and the 70s. They were in control of nothing. They were new to town. So we think or no? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I think they really want us to keep opening these doors because that's the only way they can get through. That's why there's only small numbers of them right now. Indrid, I think, had a team of four and two more his kids. Hmm. And then uh, the men in black always seen in twos or threes. Yeah. Um, Indrid did, I mean, the Woodrow Derenberger that saw Indrid did see someone else in his ship, but all he seen was an arm. Mm, it could have been his kid. Yeah, it could have been. Or even his wife mm-hmm. or something. I know his son's traveled with him a lot. Okay. Interesting, though. You don't know. And I think it's just they want to claim the resources, whatever resources they need. Gold may be common on their place. They don't may not need that kind of stuff. You know, fish oil may be the most precious thing in the universe. We don't know. True. I know. I know what the most precious thing in the universe is. Monoatomic gold? No, even more. Mm. Human consciousness. Eh. Why else would it, it's the only thing that's here. It probably doesn't exist anywhere else that we know of in the universe, right? Or you could say fish oil. Too. maybe fish don't exist anywhere else i would know <laughs> you would know i'd have a feeling <laughs> yeah it, it could be I, salamander farts it's all ev- everything to this biosphere is unique to this rock salamander farts this is like your dream mm-hmm. world ain't it <laughs> everything to this rock is unique to this rock when we talk about organics in the biosphere because mm-hmm. it just would be it just they're you know different plants even closer plants would have to have a lot of different stuff it could just be amino acids. They've talked about the lizard people harvesting um, adrenochrome. Yeah. It, that's a type of amino acid. It could just be amino acids that various different forms of life produce. Mm. Why are they always in the ocean? Squid oil. Mm, true. Uh, who knows? You don't know what they're here for. We know that they're here. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that? Yeah, they're here. Yeah. I, I, I think they, I don't know. I think they really just want the door opened. Not from here. I think they want, I don't think they want, so I think they're very carefully trying to control the door. I don't think any one group of them owns ownership of the government or anything like that. I think they're working with, if you want to go that route, I think they're working with factions. Within? Yeah. Yeah, I could believe that. Hmm. That's all your underground bases and stuff like that, because that's the easiest place to hide stuff is underground. Right, yeah. You, You can't really detect anything unless you have technology too. 
other than that, unless you feel like a rumble in the ground, you're not going to suspect, oh, that's probably just an underground base over there doing highly like explosive experiments or something. Ripping a hole in the fabric of space and yeah. time. Yeah. That's probably Moth the last thing that would go to my mind. Pulling out, pu- pouring out by the bucket full. But, right, yeah. But if I see a giant power plant or like a, just a giant building and it's constantly things are happening, then I would get a bit suspicious. Yeah, so airports. Mm-hmm. Think about airports now. How much security do airports have? And then the Chicago airport, the O'Hare, has signal da- or jamming. Si- yeah, signal jamming radar. You cannot take a phone or a GPS and even screws with your camera. Hmm. Hmm. So if you happen to see a Mothman or a lizard person out and about, can't even get a picture. Of you it. can, but it looks bad. Hmm. Like all the other cryptid photos. Mm-hmm. It's always blurry. Vibrations. Hmm. Bigfoot's actually blurry. It's true. I believe that. Mitch Hedberg was right. Oh, yeah. That was his joke, isn't it? Yeah. The problem... Yeah, we'll get in that another time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, what, what do you think? Anything different? A little bit, maybe. So, you're going to have to... I'm going to have to paint you a picture, though, okay. to make this work. Paint me a picture, Picasso. So, space and time and all... Uh, space... Let's just go with space ain't real. The only thing that exists is this, what we experience. Isn't this space? It's a space. It's a realm. It's uh, space as in outer space and all planets and all that infinite foreverness. I don't believe it. Just let's just imagine it's not real. We do live on this one realm where we live on. And you can go consciously. You could, when you pass or whatever, you could ascend upward in the realm. That's nicer and full of more things that are within your thoughts. That, Or you can go downward within your realm and, you know, your actions kind of. Uh, determine your path but if there's other beings from other realms that are beneath us and we'll, i'll just call them different dimensions of living they all exist here still but it's just like a lesser more scary more traumatizing a darker version the further down you go but it's still here on this rock that we'll call earth does that make sense mm-hmm. and then as you go upward it's the same thing it still exists here like, we could be living in heaven right now, but it's just a different dimension of it. It's the one we live in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then I think this might be, like, the in-between, the lower and the upper divisions or dimensions. And maybe these beings could be from lower dimensions, and we can just quote, you know, it could be like a hell kind of dimension. We'll just call it that, just so you get it in your mind. And the only way they can be free from that because they are inherently, I'd say, evil or negative. They want to experience this. They want to live here. And the only way they can live here is still by being ne- negative and feeding off negativity, which is produced by us, our consciousness. I think that produces positivity and negativity. So they can be opening these doors and want them to keep them open so they can get enough in here to control this realm and make it negative enough for them to exist. And then there's people like... Indrid, who could be from a higher one that come down, spreading positivity, but also trying to figure out, okay, what's else? Who's it? Who's down here influencing uh, the human human beings to create, you know, dimensional shift machines that can open up time and space and allow these things to come through? And then things like Mothman are just a byproduct, like you said, they're just slipping through. They're coming out. They could be. A common thing wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. Like birds just I flying around. Like blackbirds. And then literally. Just, door opens and they're in. Or they could be like on Howard the Duck. You ever seen that movie? I've seen it. 
No. It's a bit of a throwback. Everyone always hates on it, but I like Howard the Duck. But Steven Spielberg directed Did he it. Did an alien? Yeah, he's a, he's from a duck planet. Hmm. And he gets pulled, he gets tracked, basically he gets pulled, sucked through a dimension to Earth. And science, because scientists on Earth were doing experiments trying to open up portals. And then they end up pulling him through and they end up pulling like a dark overlord through. And the dark overlord takes over a human body and then directs it directly at his planet and tries to bring the rest of them here through that portal gun. And then Howard's there to stop him. That's what the movie's about. Pretty good. I mean, it gets hate on, hated on a lot because I don't know why. I don't know. I don't get it. But what I'm saying is it was a negative entity that was pulled through and it tried to open up the portal to pull in more and more negative entities so they could run and rule this realm. Now, what the res- so it's kind of similar to what you're saying, mm-hmm. but maybe the resource, I think the resource they're after is us and our thoughts and our emotions and our consciousness. Like maybe they just live off maybe that's what keeps them alive or functioning or feeding or and then we provide that because we're special high conscious beings i'd say i don't think you can get that out of a tree you know mm-hmm. or even a raccoon but a human being is probably pretty powerful like you said uh with a uh oh now i'm blanking on the word poltergeist activity mm-hmm. you know your mind might have the ability to do that stuff and you don't even realize it's that strong but could be something like that that they're tapping into, stealing from you. Hmm. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Yep. You heard some... <laughs> definitely heard it here first. We... I don't know where to go from that. Is your mind blown a little bit? It makes you think, though, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't know. I have my thought. You have your thought. We won't, And we won't know. We're both wrong. We, exactly. We know nothing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, until we're in a hole in the ground, we know nothing. Okay, ending thoughts. Yes. Mothman, good. Everybody else to the whole bad. Agreed. Don't trust anybody not from here. True. Uh, give the Mothman a mouse. Please. He needs one. <laughs> he needs... It's rough over here. And more, a blanket. And a blanket. Give him a blanket. Give him a cocoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Give him a cocoa and a blanket. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Promise. Anything else to add? I think we we really... We think we really... I think we thoroughly covered this. I think we did. Uh, it's going to be like seven and a half, eight hours. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this. If hopefully, this listen, was fun. If you listen to all this, congratulations. Yep. And hopefully, your minds at the end of this are a bit more open to everything in this world, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, thank you guys once again for all the amazing support we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the ending of season one. Woo! Yep. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Three, like, or four iterations of the studio. Uh, yeah. Two grand in podcasting equipment. I still remember recording on that one little box with the... <laughs> I know. The, it's a $100 set. <laughs> in Nick's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now these mics are worth double that set. Mm-hmm. Only because you guys motivated us to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, if you want more content, Patreon's a way to do it. There's yep. a link uh, for the in the description. If not, go to the Facebook page and just support us there. You know, have fun with us. And smash that like smash button. Smash the like button. Leave a comment, <laughs> like, and review, pretty please. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever podcasters say <laughs> at the end of these things. If they even, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. 
Emily's not here, but she, you know, she wants to express thank you too. But I have been Mr. E. I've still been season one, Jay. And together, we are Cryptus the Corn Podcast, bringing you everything paranormal and cryptozoological from the Midwest and Appalachian, often venturing out past that range. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And... You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.